0: there it goes. Hi. So, um, so, so, uh, so you were just helping somebody out paint a house, painted a house or something like that, or
1: my landlady and upstairs neighbor. Ah, so I decided to paint some of the walls down in my apartment and I sent her a photo all feeling very proud of myself. And, and she said, Hey, do you have any paint left? Can you paint this one chunk of wall? in the entryway. And I was like, sure, I'll just, you know, touch it up or whatever. And of course, like, I don't think that wall had been painted in like 10 years. And um, next thing I know, I'm painting the trim. I'm painting the oh, entire the ceiling. Yeah. Like, oh, just like, it was like pulling a thread. So it just kind of kept leading from one thing to the next. And um, I'm happy to help her. I love her. We've become very close um and i'm happy to do that well, that's, so that's no. <laughs> nice you you,
0: you 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 are and always have been a very nice human being
1: I, well i do i care a very
0: very <laughs> practicing the golden rule
1: oh thank you for saying
0: that yeah, that's, that's nice true. to hear um the 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 show is is music mindfulness and madness I, um, Michael, Michael Hadley and Anu Kirk are not here this week. They had other stuff to do and they said, Hey, we're not going to be able to do anything. Do you want to do something? And I said, yeah, I got something in mind. So I called my friend Karina and said, Hey, can you come on? And can we talk about the new album and talk about life and stuff? And Karina said, sure. So Karina's here. Everybody meet Karina Hello. Rep. Karina Rep is has been a musician for since she was knee high to a grasshopper, I believe. Like since you were like a little kid. I was I I learned a whole bunch of things and I and I'll get into it. But you've been doing this for a long time. A very long time.
1: I I've, I've been doing it for a long time, but not in a fully committed way until I was in my late teens, actually. Which I guess when you look at it now, the age that I'm at now, then yes, that's a very long time. That's
0: a very, that's a very <laughs> more, long time that's a very long more time. than half
1: my life. So yeah, actually, uh, 30 years,
0: 30 Whoa. years. Karina's, Karina <laughs> rep has been a singer songwriter for 30 years. She is a, a maker of all kinds. She, uh, she do, do you paint? You do, you do graphic stuff. I saw that. You, you I do, do graphic, graphic
1: stuff. stuff. I do. Um, I do collage. I take, um, old fifties national geographics and, and cut them up and, Make new pictures out I of. I saw them. that.
0: I saw that collage. It's really neat. She makes collages, I, but really, she makes music. She's made uh, ten albums, ten solo well, albums. I,
1: I was. I think I have going back to the early. Aughts. Seven solo albums, and then I have uh, two with the band, um, Two Fawning, and right. one EP with the band Two Fawning.
0: Yeah, and so, so. Karina was Corina was in Two Fawning. Uh, grew up in in Oregon, right? Yep. Grew up in Oregon. I mean, I grew up moving
1: around, but I lived in, in Portland from the time I was 20 until 41, oh, Okay, so 21 years. So okay. I, I exactly, 100% grew up in Portland. <laughs> but I was born in Salem, Oregon and lived there until I was six.
0: Oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, yeah, so Karina, Karina's, uh, Karina um, it lives in Echo Park now. She, she lived in, in Oregon for a long time and, and now divides her time between... Echo Park, California, not far from where Michael Haley lives in Studio City, and mm-hmm. uh, and Memphis now. Yes. And congrats it's on that. True. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Thanks. I'm about to leave again in two weeks. Are you? Oh so, yeah. <laughs> been doing the back and forth.
0: It's tough. It's tough. I've done it before. It's tough. It's very it's
1: tough. It's really. It's really tough. Um, yeah, I've been a long distance relationship, and we've met. Uh, in person, we were introduced, we spent about eight months during the pandemic, um, texting and FaceTiming, and then I flew to Memphis in March of 2021. Uh, and we met in person, and it was really great. And we've been going back and forth now for 14 months.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, that's impressive. I know. That's impressive. I, know. I tried that once yeah. and I could, I did not make it last that long.
1: It is not, it's definitely not for the faint of heart It's at not at all. It's really, really hard but it's also like a testament to how, how much we care for each other. Um, but we are getting so. closer to figuring out where it's the best place for us to be. I'm trying to keep uh, my apartment here in LA and he owns a house in Memphis. So i, I really just want to have the best of both worlds because I do love it here a lot. And I have one of those really special magical unicorn like places on a hill in Echo Park, so I would it, really would like to keep it, if I if, can.
0: If the IG is in any indication, it looks like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Pretty great. Um, I, was, uh, I was in one many, many years ago with someone who lived on Michel Torina in Silver Lake, so not far Oh, from
1: where it. were you? And I was here. Oh, wow. This, okay. was, before,
0: this was before I met Hazel
1: oh well yeah. wow. um wise choice with the hazel what's that wise choice with the hazel oh, i I,
0: <laughs> I love hazel hazel's the best uh yeah she is nobody's like loves hazel, hazel. Yes, sure. oh she's just the best yep. just the best yeah oh wonderful she's the reason i got to meet you
1: yeah <laughs> yeah it's true it's
0: yeah. true it's true
1: so yeah mitchell Serena. mitchell Torina. I have a good friend up on Mitchell Trebin. Do you? It probably looks a lot different now. I mean, did you come down here a lot? I mean, you were in California when you were a kid, right I was
0: come well, even even after I moved up here, I was I was still going down there like two, three times a year because I'd still had still have family down there. I have um, I had family. When I moved here, my family, a, a bunch of my family was still living in Orange County. And then after I moved up here, they moved, my parents moved to, to a retirement community, like out in the desert, like out near Temecula. Oh, wow. And my, my, my mom still lives out there. My dad passed away, but my mom's still out there. So I was, still, I was always coming down there all the time. And I had a bunch of friends in LA. I've always had, most of my friends, even growing up, um, were in LA. My time growing up down there was divided between LA, Orange County, and then um, my brother and sister moved to San Diego. So I spent a lot of time in San Diego, but um, yeah. So I was always, I was always coming down um, all the no. time. So it, it wasn't, it wasn't that hard that way. It's just, just, you know, I mean, you know, yeah. just maintaining relationships like that is really hard. It's hard. It's it, it, really takes hard. Work. it takes a lot of it work. It
1: takes a lot of work. I can't tell you how many times I was like, ah, oh, I just wish we were in the same place. Because of that, I've also been not, really having roots here or roots there and not already, having not felt completely grounded during the pandemic and now still trying to find roots yet going back and forth and I'll get feeling of roots again here in LA and then I'll go to Memphis and oh, start to feel roots there, but then I'll come back here for one reason or or another. I mean, And a part of that was was the album that came out in the fall was that I, I wanted to be on the West Coast to be able, um, you know, to make videos and to play shows, and and just kind of have the connections that I have in Portland and in LA, to kind of be here um, around the release of the album. And so, um, you know, I I can't, even though I want to have more roots in Memphis, um, it's definitely like I still feel like I always have to come back to LA to do one thing or another. But I really want to spend more time in Memphis. I'm going back uh, in a couple of weeks and need to look for a job and. Kind of just find a way to exist there um, in a real way. Um, I spent six weeks there last summer and it was great. By the time I left, I was just like in tears, you know, leaving my new home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, and I'm, then, I'm and envious
0: he, of the Memphis thing. I've never been to Memphis. Yeah. And Hazel, you know, Hazel spent a lot of time in Memphis growing up. So she always. She oh, always, she did. She, yeah, she did. Oh, Memphis is really man. close to, you know, she grew up in Arkansas. And, and Memphis apparently yeah. is really close to Arkan, Arkansas. So when they would go wow. out, they're, they're, you know, like her and her friends, like their big night out, like going into the city would be to going to Memphis to go and clubbing in Memphis. Because it's
1: it was, it's it funny because my uh, Brent and I, my guy, he uh, we used to make this joke because the first summer I was there, we would always just find ourselves in Arkansas, and so we made the joke like, so what do we do when we get to Memphis? We're like, we go to Arkansas. Yeah. Because we like to ride. We ride bikes into Arkansas. We also go um, canoeing in oh, Arkansas. So you know. Yeah. So you know. <laughs> yeah. So it's just right there across the river. Like we that's what Arkansas she was saying all, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's right there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah so that, that's she, um, she. She spent a lot of time in Memphis growing up, and she always said, "Oh, you got go to go." Oh, Memphis.
1: man, that's yeah. cool. That's cool. Well, if you do, he's got. He's got an Airbnb upstairs, so we'll we'll we, give, we'll give it we, to you.
0: We'll come out and visit. Yeah. We'll come out and visit.
1: Um, but it's nice to go to Memphis. I mean, it's definitely, it's very different from LA. It kind of reminds me of what Portland felt like in the, you know, in the mid, mid, late nineties. Really? Um, yeah. Just where it just feels like it's still okay. kind of, I mean, there's a I, lot of different I remember things, that Portland. I moved but... here.
0: I moved to Portland at the end of 97. I remember that Portland. I was here. In oh, early wow. Yeah. I I moved here right at the end of 97. And yeah, that, Portland was more or less still here, you know. Laluna was still here, Meow Meow. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Oh crap, I'm I'm completely blank blanking out. The the the, the club that uh, the famous club downtown starts with an S. Satiricon.
1: Oh, Satiricon. The, the original yeah. satir
0: I actually got to go to the original Satyricon when it was still there.
1: I worked so. at Fellini next door. Did you? Do you remember that? I
0: remember Fellini. That was yeah. my
1: first job. That was my first, not my first job. My first job was at Music Millennium, but that was my first job. Is like segueing into the freedom of having a restaurant slash service job. And I worked at Fellini.
0: Wow. Um, you were one of the cool yeah. kids. You were always one of the cool kids though.
1: <laughs> I don't think I was. I don't think I nope. was. I wasn't a cool kid. No, I just think, I just think I ended up like falling into just, being open to saying yes to things. And then it'd be like, Oh, I guess I'm working at Fellini because I met who was my, eventually my husband was working at Fellini and he got me a job there. Ah. So maybe he was actually the cool one. He was the cool kid. who um, made, made
0: you the cool, you were cool. You were the cool kid by proxy. The pro, pro, yeah. Proxy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: By proxy. proxy. That's actually kind of how I feel most of my life. Just by virtue of my the friends that I have in my life. I'm like, I'm just cool because I'm feel lucky enough to be oh, friends. with I reject that. I
0: reject that. <laughs> I reject that. It's, you know, Um, I I spent a bunch of time like researching things you've done and it's, it's, I actually felt a little nervous doing this with you after, after I saw everything that you'd done, because it is just impressive. I, I, it's, it's, it's remarkable being someone who has tried and, and only briefly, uh, had the had the privilege of working as a musician and getting to tour and stuff like your output is just phenomenal it really is it's amazing like all the stuff that you've done and all the stuff you get to do i can't say it enough oh thank you i I found i didn't even so like like for example i didn't know that all the stuff that you had done before too funny i didn't know that you had actually you did all all the solo albums that you had done before too funny and then you picked it back up i want to back up though i'm jumping around too much yeah
1: okay you've got a new album i do want to say i I, I appreciate you saying i do say i appreciate you saying that that means a lot to hear
0: oh it's it's Um, incredible yeah it really is it's Uh, it's to be commended because i know how hard it is to do i've been doing the solo thing i just kind of ended up doing the solo thing just because it just worked out better for me i didn't i played in bands for for like 20 years down there and uh when i came up here i i tried to keep one of the bands going as a solo thing and really shouldn't have. And then I just, just did the solo thing. And now I, I kind of do what you do. I just don't do it on the scale that you do it. You know, I, I, I put out albums and I just play everything myself on it, I play and record and produce everything myself, you know, but I, I, oh, I, I wow. mean, so the fact your output is not lost on me. It's just, it's incredible. It really is.
1: Oh, thank you. I kind of wish I had more to be honest. And I think a lot of it is, is just a lack of resources. Um, financial resources has often made my timeline a little bit longer in between albums than I would normally like, actually. <laughs> so. Especially how it works
0: out. I mean, that's how it works out. I mean, you know, all of that, I mean, it's still remarkable that you were able to 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 put out the, as much as you, as you have done. All of that, factoring all of that in. Because if you think about the people that, that put out an album once a year or an album every six months. Like those are big player people. Those are the people that have the time and resources to do that kind of thing. You know? Yes.
1: Um, Yeah. And, and a lot, and probably a team or school of people to, to pay well to, you know, be by their side and to work with. And I think it's, I, I mean, it's funny when I look back at the albums that I've done is that, um, I mean, a lot of that just took a lot of um, wonderful people (laughs) to either work, um, for free or very cheaply, or someone who I met that was just wanted to collaborate or make an album with me. Um, looking back, that's pretty much the majority of my, of my catalog besides the recent album that I did. And even that, when it came time to mix and I didn't have much of a budget, my friend Ashad introduced me, um, to a guy that lives here and he, mixed my album for free. Holy shit. And I would not have been able to do it. Um, well, the, he, the production of the it. new album,
0: the, the, the production of the album is impeccable. It's, 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 it's really good. And it's, it's a, it's, um, in and of itself, the thing that jumped out at me is that it's, it's, uh, it's quite a, it's, a, it's, it's quite a bit of a contrast from, um, from uh what was it how 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 a fantasy will kill us all was the album before that it's it's a lot different it's 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 i mean it's different sonically but it's just the production value is just is is just is gorgeous i mean it's gorgeous
1: well i did it and i didn't have any idea what i was doing (laughs) well (laughs) i recorded it myself it came out pretty great did you really yeah i did yeah, sure. because I mean, it was, it was lockdown and, and I wanted to, I had a whole batch of songs. I wanted to go to Portland and record. I was hoping to record with Adam Seltzer. Like we had done a bunch of stuff in the early two thousands and I've, and I've always liked his, uh, his ear and his patience in the studio. And he's a really great songwriter and musician. And so I always just kind of choose somebody when it's time to make an album or to, you know, I'm in conversation with somebody And, um, so I wanted to go to Portland, but then the pandemic happened and, um, these batch of songs that I had ready to go fell to the side because I was like a songwriting machine, like literally from the moment that the doors were locked and you couldn't go anywhere. I could not stop writing.
0: Something, something told me that that's, that's probably what you were up to.
1: Yeah. And, and, so, and part of that was honestly, I mean, even though it was an insane time and it was really bizarre, it was the first time that I didn't have a day job since I was like 15 years old. Really? And yeah. Wow. And so I lost my restaurant job that I was at five days a week. And so when I lost that job, it was, it was one of the best things to happen to me, especially once the unemployment started coming. Then it just meant I got to be a musician for the first time.
0: Sometimes it does, the stuff like that just does work out that way, doesn't it? Yeah, I but I
1: think, I mean, I just think emotionally and spiritually, like, everything surrounding me was like, oh, get to do this as long as we want. We don't have to go to work. You can wake up, you can eat, sleep, drink, dream songs and music. Oh, and it's you're killing totally- me fine man it was it was a dream at that time that's, to have that time for me even though what was happening in the world was really tragic and there was a lot of fucked up shit happening um for me personally i i took all of that and and just kept writing and just put my head down and kept writing
0: that's even that's, instrumental
1: stuff like i still have an instrumental album i want to do from that time and stuff i've continued to work on
0: well, but you should do that. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I can safely say for, for Michael and Anu, if they heard this too, they'd go, "Well, you are living the dream." I mean, that's 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 the dream for me. That's what I hope. That's what I'm hoping I get to do when I retire. is, is well, I, I mean, it sounds weird, but it, you know, just sitting in a room and just just I mean, the what you just described is everything that I would love to be able to do. That well, that and making time to surf and skate.
1: Oh man, surf and skate—you got to yeah. do it. But, but yeah, I mean, it seems like though you had a big portion of your life where you were able to to do that, right? I mean, not, focus not really.
0: On- I, I mean, no, I mean the time that I, no, not really, because even when yeah. even when I was in a band that that had a deal and was was touring and stuff, I still had to work. I had it uh, unfortunate the timing, not 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 throwing my kids under the bus, but the timing of. I, I, it just kind of, the timing just kind of worked out that by the time I was in a band that had a proper deal, I had, I had a four-year-old son and I had a brand new daughter and I had to work, I had to work. So, you know, so even then it was like, I still had to work and, um, just try to make whatever time I could to, to live the dream that you got to live, you know?
1: Well, wow. um, I mean, every once stuff.
0: in a while, I, like I get to do that, like my vacations, a lot of my, va- a lot of times when I just take time off from work, uh, that's what I do with my time, what you got mm-hmm. to do. And it's the mm-hmm. best. It's so great. I love it.
1: It is really great. Definitely. And I think, and then, uh, that, you know, the, the unemployment, the extra 600 we had for a while was, I was making more money uh, at that time than I was at my restaurant job. Wow. And um, it nice. was, I mean, I spoke to a lot of people. I love my restaurant job. They were great, but you know, it still was really hard to make ends meet. I do live in Los Angeles. It's an expensive city, but,
0: um,
1: yeah. yeah, it was a, it was a great time. And I'm still having difficulty finding my footing again after that time, trying not to go back to service. Um, and also kind of stay true to the the feeling and the essence of what I I've gathered the last couple of years. Um, um, kind of not having a nine to five job or not having something I'm at five days a week and how to hold on to uh, being a creative person as much as I can. And it's, you know, it's like painting my landlady's hallway. I mean, I'm doing that for trade for rent. Yeah. Um, I don't mind doing that. I don't mind doing that stuff. Um, Anything that kind of keeps this creative train going P- protects um,
0: protects your little, uh, your little existence, your, your, yeah, your, your best life. But it's
1: getting really hard. I'm like barely, barely getting by and gotta, every week it's like, gotta okay, do it, what Karina. can I do? What gotta can I do, do, do? What can I do next to like pay this bill or what other, who can I reach out to for what other kind of gig or job that I can that I can do. Um, you know, I've been making it work, but I'm going to Memphis. I got to find some work. So we'll see what I end up getting there. But I've had so many jobs. though, so you, I was oh, thinking yeah. about that because people are like, what are you good at? What do you want to do? And I was like, everything. Man, if I, oh, I yeah. to give you the list of all the jobs that I've had. Oh. And all of these jobs are just so I could keep playing music and saying yes to things. Oh, it's
0: so funny. <laughs> it's so, cause, cause same for me, like I've done, I've done a little bit of darn near everything everything. Um, mostly, you know, for a lot of the same early on, I was just, you know, I was, was, uh, was a musician and and I would just take whatever I could get whenever I came back, I came back into town, you know, and it usually wasn't great. And so I ended up having to, to do a whole bunch of different stuff. And, And it's funny, a lot of the people that I work with in my day job, all, they all, they all went to college you know they went to college they they went straight out of college into an internship they went straight out of an internship into this job and mm-hmm. um it's interesting to see like when i'm in a room interacting with people with that kind of history it's uh it's you know you have these epiphanies as they're talking it's like oh you've never had to work every single job you've never had to work at a gas station or you've never had to work in the service industry or you never you never had to sling pizzas I mean that's what I did for for most of my my ten years, you know, through pizzas and stuff, and and or working worked at a pizzas. McDonald's. I I did too. Oh
1: man! <laughs>
0: I had to deliver pizzas, throw pizzas. Uh, I I worked uh, as a ref for for soccer games at Parks and Rec, at a oh, Parks and Rec in Orange County. I mean, I you know good. like all kinds of crap.
1: Yeah, and it's it's
0: interesting. I I I appreciate it more the older I get because I'm around people that just didn't get to have that life. And every, you know, everybody has their own best life, but, but you, you begin to, you can, you, you see where people are coming from that had that life experience and you just go, Oh, I, like, I almost kind of wish for them that they had a, that, they, that they got to do a lot of those things, you know, but they just kind of followed that, that path, that higher education path and just focus on that and then didn't really do anything else, you know?
1: yeah and I, I think know. that that's that that's okay for for some people I'm not I'm not particularly um, built like like that i I end up going kind of stir crazy if I'm doing the same thing for too long. Um, you know, even the restaurant job I had for three years, that was like one of the longest jobs that i that I'd had. yeah, but part of that was like five days a week, you know I was like hosting a party and all these new people were coming in and um, every night and that was that was kind of the joy. Um, of socializing and connecting and meeting people and just having a good time. So in a way, there's like the the ebb and flow of, you know, the night at work. It's not necessarily the same thing. I mean, I am like, you know, still getting sweet potatoes for table five. Um, but, but, but you, you but, get to be in the
0: world and you get to interact with people. Energy. You get to interact with people in a way. Yeah that people who go to college and then leave college and go to an internship and go to an internship and and get a job, don't get to do, they just don't.
1: Yeah. I always wondered what that would be like to just kind of graduate from high school, know exactly what you wanted to do, go to college, get your degree, get out of college and then just go do it. And then, you know, 15 years later you got a real fat 401k and, um, real nice dental plan and a house and all that stuff. I always wondered what that would be like, but I get down on myself sometimes cause I'm like, I don't, I don't have any of those things. I, I, you know, I still drive my 2004 Subaru, uh, very Portland car. Um, yeah. hey, and, I, st- I still and have I'm, my
0: 2007 Dodge caliber. I'm not letting go of it. You do? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. I, I love that I, car, car. I got a good car. I feel pretty happy good with car. my car, even though no one has here in LA. Um, but but like sometimes I'm like, oh, I don't have any of those things, but I never made them, again, like I never made them a, a priority. So, I Maybe mean, I do wish because, I would have bought a house in Portland, are the like, things... 15 years.
0: <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you buy a house? I, yeah. I, I did, yeah. and I have, I won't I won't bore you to tears with with that. I, I will only say that I, I had to make concessions that I really didn't want to make. Um. Mostly because by the time we were in the market for one, I was, I was still married at the time. And we, uh, at the time we were in the market for one, uh, our kids were already going to school in Vancouver. My first job up here was, was at a startup in, in Vancouver, Vancouver, uh-huh. Washington. Vancouver, Washington for the audience, not BC. Yeah.
1: Um, the Couv.
0: Yeah. The Couve. Vantucky. <laughs> we, we lived in Vantucky. <laughs> We lived in. I've never heard it that. You never heard that? Oh yeah. No, uh, I never heard it called that. Antucky. So we we lived in. And it was it was uh, it was more out of out of convenience because my first job up up here was at a startup like in a business park in in Vancouver. And, and the first place we moved into was like walking distance. It was like oh well that's walking distance and I don't want to have to drive, so I'll just move there. I didn't. So we stayed there, and the kids were going to public schools in Vancouver. And when we were in the market, finally in the market for a house. Uh, we really wanted to move to Portland proper. And this was at the time when those, when houses were, you know, in, in that range that, that, you know, the same range, you know, that, that, that was, that it was at when you were late, late nineties, early aughts, you know, yeah. when everything was super cheap.
1: Yeah.
0: And, um, we could have done it and we went, but we went to the kids and, um, we said, Hey, we want to, we want to get a house, but we want to move to Portland. Is that okay? And they were like, no, we don't, we don't want to move. And we went, okay. It, they were like, we wanna we wanna keep our friends and stuff and we said okay. And houses were cheap in Vancouver too, so we ended up buying a house in Vancouver. That well, that went I, that went underwater, unfortunately. Oh man. Yeah. So it's Well, I
1: commend you for considering your kids in that way and for them telling you like, Hey, we kinda don't really wanna leave what we have here. We like our friends, and that's that's was really great of you to do that.
0: I, had a, I didn't, didn't have the greatest childhood. And one thing I always wanted to do, something, I mean, a, a big reason why I never really got to live, I, I just never really had the opportunity to, to, to live that kind of life, that kind of dream of just living in my head and, and writing and producing all the time was because I just, I wanted to be a good dad, you know? Yeah. Really, really, really wanted to be a good dad.
1: How old are and they so now?
0: My son's 32 now. And, uh, my daughter is my daughter and Hazel's new best friend is, uh, Uh Oh gosh, she's going to kill me. She's, she just turned, she turned 28. She turned 28 in September. Wow. So
1: they must be great.
0: You must love them so much. They're good kids. They're good kids. They're doing okay.
1: Yeah. I feel like I did. Okay. But
0: I want to talk Uh about Island. Yeah, I want to talk about Island. So, so you have a new record. Uh, the record came out in November and uh, it, it is uh, like, like, like many of us, it's, it's your shut in album. I, uh shut, shut down, shut in, shut down album.
1: All, all of it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you got, you got shut in and, and you already had a, had a collection of stuff. So um, how much of it, so you were talking about this a little bit, so you already had a brick of, a brick of stuff that that you you uh, had mostly baked and, and was kind of ready to go by the time by, by March of 2020. Yeah. I remember March of 2020 because, because my birthday was right after they shut everything down. Oh wow. Yeah, it was like I, it was like some it was like March like mid-March, and then my birthday was the 25th.
1: Oh man, like a weekend. I remember that. Oh
0: so so it's March of 2020. You can't work anymore. But you 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 got you got set up with 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 a nice nice little bit of bit of unemployment and you had a brick of songs and you were like, fuck all man, I'm just gonna hang out here and just get and, and, and make a new album. Um how so was it really did you really have pretty much all of it written and you you were saying that you had a bunch of songs, so it sounds like you you even have a, a bunch of other songs that 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 maybe just didn't make it onto the album. And no, then, what ended
1: up. Oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: Um, oh, I forgot what what else I was going to ask. I forget.
1: Well, what ended up happening is I had I had all of these songs, and wanted to go to Portland to record them. That didn't happen, and they they were just like a very special like, category of songs, like they just. They just kind of seemed like their own entity and their own album. And I started, I just kept writing. Like I, I'd say probably, you know, a week into the, to lockdown, I kept writing and I couldn't stop writing. And I already had a pretty good routine here in my apartment um, where I wake up every morning and I would write and, um, you know, I would write for a good hour or two um, before just kind of getting started with my day back when I was working. Um, and so I just kind of was just taking and seizing the moment and, you know, pick up the guitar and write a new song. Uh, the next day, pick up the guitar, write a new song. And I thought, man, like there's these songs that are just coming out of me. I, I, maybe I'll do an EP. Maybe I'll try to record um, an EP. But then the songs kept coming. And the next thing I knew, I was like, well, I, have, I already have five songs now. And it's, a, you know, a week into lockdown. But I think I have novel. to figure out. I have to figure out how to do this myself. Um, and I hadn't used a recording program except, you know, GarageBand when I was in Tuftoning, and I would work on a uh, vocal, um, like vocal arrangements. Right. Yeah, for the four yeah. of us to sing, and I would, you know, use GarageBand for that. And that was so all those crazy
0: harmonies that, that were done in Tuftoning. That was all stuff that you would sketch out first.
1: I mean, yeah, a lot yeah. of the like vocal layered stuff. Yeah, was yeah. stuff that I would figure wow, out wow um,
0: holy
1: cow yeah it was fun it was, it was fun. good stuff thanks man yeah. i had so much fun playing in that band it was really fun it was fun to be a front person too and just kind of play drums and jump up and down and you know just yeah. it was fun yeah um and so i had reached out to my friend rachel blumberg uh she's a drummer up in portland i don't know if you've ever met her. i know she's that name. Around a long time. she's great but I think we started collaborating on some songs for a job to make a little extra money. And she, I didn't know how to use GarageBand anymore because it had been like eleven years, and it yeah. looked a little different. And so she, you know, she gave me a little, little tutor, a little Facetime tutor, and uh, and I, you know, got right back on track with it. And
0: you did that whole thing and, um, in GarageBand. You did, you tracked that whole thing in Garage. Holy <laughs> shit.
1: <laughs> That's great. I, did. I know. <laughs> and two microphones. God, I had a studio projects. Uh, I had a studio projects B one and C one. I'd had the C one from before, and I found that I think for my vocals, I, I kind of went back and forth with those. And then I used a 57 for the guitar. So I sure. guess that was that were three mics. Um and you know, even like where to put the microphone. I remember been I've been in recording studios, I kind of know like where things go but I'd even yeah. sent Adam my friend Adam sells like a photo of the mic placement in front of my amp. Yeah. To be like, is this right? <laughs> like yeah. this is what I'm doing right now. I'm recording and this is does this looks good? He's like perfect. And I even, you know, put a little yellow X uh with some tape
0: uh-huh. where
1: the more the mic would go where the actual speaker is. Yeah. Um and then I, I just that. I, I just sometimes with drums <laughs> I do.
0: Yeah. I do stuff like that. I, I'll do. take, I'll, I'll take pictures. Yeah. I, so the thing that I'm working on right now, I, I, I recorded live drums this time and oh, nice. um, yeah. Hazel and I have a space you have in a Montevilla. Separate studio?
1: Hazel and I have a space oh, no. in
0: Montevilla. We've got a space in Montevilla, like way up by um, Gleason and 82nd. And oh, okay. And so Hazel's been working on doing something legit with that place. Like events and stuff, but you know the shutdown happened. We couldn't, so um, I I set I um I set my drums up in there. I I I had did some experiment. I I did some experiment. I got I got asked to uh, work on something for a video game and thought that I would make that an excuse to see if I could record drums and did kind of like I'd never recorded. I I'd been in studios recording drums when I played drums in bands, but I'd never Uh done by myself I never done all of that by myself. So I was doing some of the same things. I was taking pictures of the, of the drums to make sure I remember how I set the mics up and all that. That's
1: stuff. That's not it's easy gonna... as a drummer though, getting a drum sound if you're by yourself. It's hard. It's not <laughs> easy.
0: It's, it's well, the hard, the, the harder part was getting the laptop arranged next to the kit in a way that I could like hit record and play. So there was like a lot of prep. I had to, I had to set up a, a click track and make sure the, the click track was right for me to play along with. And, um, just the, getting the getting things set up to where I could like sit down and record and then start hitting things was was tricky, but it worked out. Yeah. Worked out.
1: So yeah. so you I'll had
0: you, you had your yeah I'll I'll share, I'll share it with you when it's done.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So you had you yeah. Had, so I
1: just started doing stu- it. You had the two my...
0: studio uh, electronics mics. So those, those are condensers, right? That the the C. Yeah. The, the, the
1: C studio project C one and B B one I B1. think. Um,
0: is one, so one's like yeah. a large diaphragm, and the other was the one's a small uh, diaphragm.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the the C one is really you. Can, it's a little sometimes you're like like very bright, very up close, very much you can hear everything that's coming out of your mouth. Yeah. Um, and I do like that for some things. Um, and it sounds really good. But I like the B one on some of the other stuff. I'm pretty sure it's called B one. Um, but yeah. So I just you know I, I did my first it sounds fucking great, and- Karina.
0: it sounds great. Oh, it sounds fucking thanks. great. <laughs> thanks.
1: thanks. So cool I'm never doing that. it again, but okay, wait, that's not true. Um, but yeah, so I did, I did end up doing the whole album and you know, I mean it took a few months because once I started getting into it, I found really for the first time after years of, you know, recording albums of having this kind of freedom that I'd never had before. I'm used to being in a studio, and you gotta work really, really fast. I mean, I don't wanna show up there and be like, yeah, I wanna do this guitar noodly part, but I don't totally know what I'm doing yet. Can you give me an hour and I'll figure it out? Or like the song Count the Teardrops, I did like twenty-five takes of that song, vocal takes. Man. Would never ever do that. And normally I I record one or one or two, three, maybe three takes. I really like to try to keep it really organic, but this song in particular. There was something I was looking for that I wasn't getting. And also I was having difficulty getting the mic to sound the way that I wanted it to. Um, And I'd never had the chance to do that. Or even, you know, like I said, working on noodley guitar parts or a guitar solo or anything that's on the album, you know, I was actually able to take as much time as I wanted to make make it happen.
0: Did you like that? And did it, do you feel like it, it affected the outcome in, in a way that you were happy with or? If you, had, if, you, if you had it to do over, would would you still? And you had the wherewithal, or you you had the the ability to to come to come back down to Portland and, and go into a studio? Do you think you would have done it? And do you think you would have ended up with the same thing?
1: I mean, those um, songs wouldn't have. They would have never happened if the things if things hadn't rolled out the way that they had at that time. Those songs would have never. They would have never happened. Um, I do wish. Cause there, I definitely had a limitation in terms of gear and that's a curse and a blessing. Um, and that's also, you know, um, I think why the, there's a limitation to what I was able to do because I only have, you know, one little Yamaha keyboard. I have a Casio tone that my friend loaned me and I'm very particular about obviously about garage band sounds, no offense, garage band, um, but yeah, I was no, no, I'll say it. With- I don't,
0: I don't like the garage band sounds either.
1: <laughs> I use, I <laughs> use the drums. Album.
0: <laughs> Are they? I, I, you wouldn't know. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't um, have even known it unless you said that.
1: So. Some of the, some of the synth, some of the synth parts. Um. Are they? Okay. But yeah. Yeah. But some of the, you know, percussion, I think percussion is what is missing from the album because I didn't have access to that. And See, I, I like, obviously,
0: I liked that. It, I liked that though. I like that there wasn't
1: that it, percussive. Yeah,
0: I like um, that it yeah. was just that it was like big and wide and it was just like this big expansive uh slice of chamber pop in a way. It it was just different from the previous album in, in such such a great way. Like I Thank I you. think I think so so something something that, that jumped out at me and I and I feel like knowing what it, uh what you just said now it, it 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 maybe it, it it subconsciously subconsciously somehow played into it. Um, the whole album feels much more spiritual and theme than mm-hmm. um than um. I keep blanking on, on the name of the last album. I'm terrible. Uh, then then will how kill Fanta- us all. The, Yeah, then how fantasy mm-hmm. will kill us all. It, like so, how fantasy will kill us all is like this. Like it's heavy. It's it's heavy it, it's it's heavy and it's drenched in reverb and it's like it's like uh, honey period Jesus of Mary Chain having a cocktail with Mersbau, but then you do all these really pretty things over the top and and it works but what you did this time like it it sound it, I I get the sense that the limitations almost kind of helped this the this recurring theme of like a uh, spirituality like like end of a gun um I found the lyrics to it and um it's 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 a really lovely little piece because it it's 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 easy to interpret where uh, where it might be coming from that it might be mm-hmm. coming from a little bit of uh some of the things that were going on early on in the shutdown um, yeah. but the but the but the the fact that you didn't have have drums to work with and the fact that it was. Was was a sort of very sort of um, airy ambient thing. It was very different from the previous album. Um, really, just added to to me anyway. It added to what it, it felt like you were trying to say, you know, throughout the collection. Really, same for the shore. The shore kind of the same way. It almost feels very the video, even too. I I I did my homework. I did my homework. Uh-huh. You know, I, you know it's you. you, man. I needed to do my homework. <laughs> the video, the videos are great. That, that short video is great. It, it, it feels like, you, you know, you're, you're rising out of the ocean. And then I think that's your, yeah. that's your man uh, that appears in it briefly. Right. That's your no, it's not?
1: I wish that okay. would have meant that he would be, he would have been in LA with me, which I, I wish, but I saw a picture um, of him
0: with you on, on Instagram and it, and it, it kind of looked like him. I couldn't tell, but. It's yeah. But the video feels, it's got this very spiritual vibe, you know, you're kind of rising out of the ocean and uh, the theme is the same. So uh, yeah, I feel like, right. I almost feel like your limitations kind of kind of played well, like lent themselves well to, to what you were trying, what, what you ended up trying to do.
1: I think you might, me, I mean, I, I think know. you might be right. I appreciate you saying that, but what's funny about how a fantasy will kill a song, what I do want to say about that is that I, I wish I, I would have named that project something else rather than making it a Karina rep album because I made an out al- that album with Danny Syme and he was a, the drummer or is the drummer uh, in phenomena I don't know if you ever remember that. Uh, I saw them. Well,
0: yeah. I actually saw them a few times.
1: I but saw so we, have, we, you know, that, that album was, I mean, I came in with all those songs, but it was definitely a, pro- a produced album. You know, we worked on stuff together and I, Danny definitely has a sound that I really love. And I went there particularly to just work with Danny and, and to, you know, have his, his sound and his production. So that, um, that sound
0: was a lot of that. A lot of that sound was, was him.
1: It was a lot of Danny. And then I started doing, I started, you know, doing more looping um, after the, after Tufani broke up. And so that song, that album is definitely based in a lot of, loops and not necessarily um like the typical structure of a song and so and I'm, this is going somewhere and so when i was going out and playing how a fantasy will kill us all i think i did um i don't know maybe even just a handful of shows for that album i was having trouble playing it um because they weren't really songs they were kind of free floating ideas and they were musical you know soundscapes and I found that I couldn't play them live because they weren't really songs. They weren't, didn't really have the structure of, um, of a song. I think maybe the song, how fantasy will kill us all would be, would be really one of the few. Um, and then when it came time to be like thinking about this album, I knew that what I wanted out of it was that for me to be able to play the songs, just me and a guitar that they, they had songs, that they needed to be songs. And I wanted them to have the bone structure of an actual song And I kind of liked the idea of approaching it that way too, of being verse chorus, you know, like Count the Teardrops is the most songy song I've ever written. It it has a guitar solo and it's, I wanted it to be this very classic feeling song, almost in a way of to just challenge myself to be like, all right, can you write a song song? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And um, and I, and I, and I did. And I really, you know, I had a, I had a good time approaching it um, like that. Passenger is the only song that I can't, play live because it's just most of it is just me doing this guitar noodle guitar solo stuff over it so um i can't play that live but the rest of them i can and it um that's kind of what the, the basis of that album was and i i continue to write songs in that way now just knowing that if the power went out and all you had was an acoustic guitar could you play a half an hour set and i can um that, again because i was relying heavily on my freeze pedal or relying heavily on my loop on my loop station doing vocal loops doing. Um, and I love that stuff. I mean, I can, I can do that all day long, but I think I liked the challenge of kind of bringing it back to, you know, regardless of how, however the, the production value, um, was for the songs on Island. Um, I did really still want them to have the bones of the song. Um, Which is, which is fun. I think I'm still kind of following in that path too, even though I love playing guitar and being able to do loops and stuff like that. Um, it's a big part of my, um, my musicianship. Um, so yeah. Yeah,
0: that's, that's cool. That's I, I, the, 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 writing stuff with the, with the looper is, is something that I've always wanted to try, but, um, I, I feel like i would have trouble with it for that reason for, for all the reasons you describe because i i'm kind of the same way like i like to just sit down with a guitar or sit down at a keyboard and just kind of work something out first and yeah. and then kind of build that up into something like it, it i watch people do it that are good and i and i can pre- appreciate it for what I, I watch you do it and and you're good at it i i i can appreciate it for what it is but but it's it's like i don't it would be hard to make that mental shift of like, okay, I got a loop now um, and I'm going to make this into something that that's going to go for two minutes, 50, you know?
1: Yeah. It's definitely Um, tough when you're doing it live sometimes where you're like, okay, all right, I got to like lay down this bottom loop and I cannot make a mistake. And then as I start, you know, building on top of the layers, I'm on the fourth layer and like, okay, cannot make a mistake because once you're doing it, it's stressful it is a little stressful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but I just did this like five and a half week tour, but I practiced my face off to be prepared to know. Cause I'm so I've self-taught. I am still i have self taught i do not know what I'm playing. I have taught myself where I know the notes are, but I don't know what they're called. I know where, where they are in terms of the song that I'm playing. Uh-huh. Um, but um, that's just kind of, I'm yeah. Being self-taught. That's wow. I don't, I don't know exactly what I'm playing. I just have to memorize it and learn yeah. where the notes are. Um, I
0: I grew up playing in punk rock bands. I mean, I I took a few lessons, but didn't use any of it. Some, so oh, really? uh, yeah. The, the, uh, Were a, a you doing down. scales?
1: Practicing your scales?
0: No, not even that. Like, <laughs> um, I begged some somebody among the elders when I was about eleven or twelve to to get me an acoustic guitar. Um, my biological mother's parents finally broke down and got me one for Christmas. And there was a a girl that lived down the street from me at the time who could play. And she was like, well, I'll teach you how to play. And she was teaching me stuff like little red wagon, Joshua fit the battle of Jericho, like, you know, just basic, <laughs> chord, like s- stuff that I was never going to do anything with. Um, so, and, and then the next time I really started taking it seriously again, was playing bass in a punk band and I didn't have no notes or anything. I didn't, I mean, I knew how to make an e- basic chords, but
1: yeah, it was like
0: that. It was just like looking, looking at, watching everybody's fingers and going, "Okay, I'll put my fingers here, and maybe that'll work," you
1: know. Yeah, and kind of knowing, you know, if you're in a particular key, kind of where you're going to find a good note. Yeah, <laughs> where yeah. that good note probably exists, just out of repetition and practice, a lot of practice, a lot of
0: practice, and just just listening to what's in your head.
1: It's you funny know. your story about getting handed a. And a And acoustic guitar um, and being taught these other songs. Like the one time I took um, piano lessons in Portland as an adult, like already writing songs on the piano. He sent me home to play and practice jingle bells, (laughs) like left hand, right hand of jingle bells. And I literally took it home and I was like, what am I doing? (laughs) This is, he has no idea. Okay. It's all right. I'm not going to go back to him. It's cool. I don't, I'm not going to. I'll just, I'll just continue to be self taught.
0: <laughs> you can just continue to be self taught. You don't you don't need that. You, know? you, don't, you don't He, was, that. he was
1: Sweet. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You don't. So um, you you were out on tour. I saw that. Um. Uh. You just you just got back like a like a month ago, two months ago. Yeah.
1: Yeah. A month and ago. You were out with
0: you were out with Damon Gurrado, uh, another uh-huh. person I I'm a big fan of. Um, yeah,
1: we did a bunch of stuff in 2019, and wow. he joked. He was jokingly like, "Yeah, we should go to." time I go to Europe, you should, you should come. They would love you there. Um, he's really sweet about my music. He really seems to like it and likes to share the stage with me. He likes to just sh- turn people on who have maybe not heard my music, which is a fair amount of people that he, he really li- likes to share that. Well, that's got to um, feel good.
0: It's Damien Dorado,
1: for crying Yeah, I mean, it, do- it does feel good, um, you know, just to have, you know, someone whose songwriting you really admire champion you in that way. Um, that does feel really good. And so, yeah, we did these tours in 2018, and he's like, yeah, you should come to Europe. And then of course, pandemic hit. <clears throat> and then two years later, I get an email and I guess the fall of last year. And he's, he's like, actually, you want to go on tour for five and a half weeks? And, uh, and I was, I mean, of course I was so excited, but also spent November, December, January into early the first week of February, not knowing if the tour that was gonna start, you know, on March, God, when did it start? March 10th or something was even gonna start because of the pandemic. All these tours kept getting canceled.
0: <gasps> oh, sure, yeah, I mean, that's still happening, wow.
1: And it's still happening, and so I kept waiting be like, I don't know if this is gonna happen, I don't know if this is gonna happen, I hope it happens. And then part of me was like, I hope it doesn't happen because I was like really broke. And then I was just like, I hope it happens. And just like hanging on, and then finally, yeah, I think it was like the first week of February. It was like, okay, this is happening, and uh, you know, got a refundable ticket just in case. And and you know, we sat down with the tour manager who lives over in the Netherlands, and, and he was like, "It's looking good over here. Things are opening back up." So that's cool. Uh, yeah, and we did it. I mean, it was really my my reentry into the world in a real way again after two years. Like that, I like it. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was great. It was great to to be back out in the world again, and to to see people and to be around people. Like even the first night, I got into Barcelona, and I had you know had been up for however many hours, and uh, took myself. You know, I was by myself and took myself out to dinner. I'm like sitting on this tapas restaurant at this table by myself, like facing the sidewalk, like watching all these people walk by, and I have this like beautiful meal in front of me with my glass of wine, just. Feeling so emotional, like getting teary-eyed, just because I'm able to people-watch again and be out in the world. Because I was one of those people who was very serious about my about my lockdown and staying healthy. And also, staying I live, isolated. yeah, yeah, and I live beneath an 83-year-old Japanese woman, and she's very spry and healthy. But I, I just felt a pretty major response and work very close responsibility of keeping her um, healthy, and also like. Obviously, the people around me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was pretty, pretty serious. I didn't really go out and tear it up a whole lot during the last two, two plus years. So, yeah. um, you know, it was a really big deal for me to be back out in the world again, especially as someone who I, I have a, a lot of inspiration I that I derive from being around people and watching people and getting that kind of that energy. Um, oh, I
0: get that. Very big yeah. deal. Very big yeah. deal. <laughs> that, that that had to be nice. That had been it was more nice really to yeah. to do. Was so you really. so you got you went to Spain. Yeah,
1: I where went to Spain did, where and where
0: all
1: Scans- did you go? Uh, Spain went to Scandinavia. I had only played in Denmark once with Tufaning. We played Roskilda years ago, uh, so I hadn't been up to to Scandinavia before. And then uh, the usual like Germany and Belgium with Tufaning toured a lot over there. Um, and then uh, yeah, Germany, um, Belgium, Netherlands, cool, um, UK. And then, uh, yeah, and then that was it. I mean, it's funny in retrospect, I've been home for a month now because there was a point on tour that I was like, this, it felt so long, like <laughs> five and a half weeks. Is I, I was, I was, show. I was
0: coming in here all fixing to ask you to ask you where you were because it, because it, I mean, that, that, that last post from Spain was just like pretty recent. So I wasn't sure if you were still over there or not.
1: No, uh, I think sometimes I just go, I just end up digging through old photos and stuff like that. I love to take pictures. So I'm constantly, Taking yeah. pictures, and then you know having a whatever random day with a glass of wine, I'll start looking through photos and be like, "Oh man, I never shared this one, or something like that but but yeah, I mean it was good, it's also it was a bit you know bittersweet because I don't have there's nothing else planned at all right now musically, oh, and so I'm in a real um yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a very, a very, very clean slate, but also a bit of melancholy. It's,
0: it's going to be fine. You're, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna go see your your dude in Memphis, and you're gonna have yeah. a good time in Memphis, and you're gonna find uh, people to record with there, and and you're gonna, I and then you're, you're right. and then you're gonna go, you're gonna go to Muscle Shoals and, and uh, record your Muscle <laughs> Shoals album in Muscle Shoals. You know, it's, 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 it's going to be all- fine.
1: Yeah. Thank you for saying that. It is, I mean, it is always weird to kind of, I don't think that I finished the cycle cause I didn't really play any, sh- I haven't really played any shows in the States. I played one in Portland in December, but I didn't really, I don't have a booking agent in the States. So, um, I don't, it's not super easy for me to just run out and, you know, book some shows here, although it would be great to play some shows. Um, but it is always weird, you know, when you, when you put out an album and it's kind of the end of the end of the cycle and it's, and it's done and it's just kind of time to put it on the shelf and it's ready for the next chapter. I mean, I've come back home and, and I am kind of those people that really I just do one thing at a time. And when I was working on this album, that was all I worked on. When I was rehearsing for tour, that was all I worked on. Like I didn't really do a lot of new writing. Um, but now that the cycle kind of feels done, um, I definitely have been I've been starting a new song every day. I haven't been finishing them, but I can tell that like that that musical portal after being dormant for a little bit is is waking back up and uh and feeling really good and just kind of wondering like what's um what's next musically while i still have that album from early 2020 that i'm supposed to record i still have all those songs that
0: you gotta finish that stuff man you gotta i wanna finish that that record you gotta you gotta gotta do that that. and you got you got the you got the juju cover now you gotta you gotta do a collab with 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 the juju
1: are oh, yeah. Did right? you hear that cover? I yeah, heard that. I think it's great. It's shoo, shoo, shoo. Shoo, shoo Shoo. Shoo Shoo. Shoo Shoo. Yeah, that cover was one of those things because I just said, I'm not going to record anymore. And then when they asked me to to do a cover, I was like, well, I guess I'm going to record it. And I was really happy. I thought it sounded better than the stuff I did on, on the album. I don't know what I learned necessarily. Oh, I, I don't from. know,
0: but it was, it's, it's it's different. It's good, <laughs> you know, good. I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. I liked the little video with uh, the roller skater.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, Sarah, Sarah,
0: Sarah, yeah, yeah, it was good.
1: Yeah, I just had seen her. She would post stuff on Instagram of her roller skating, and I just loved how, you know, she was just doing her thing to whatever song she wanted. And I was like, I want her to do one of my songs, and it ended up being this uh, shoo shoo cover. So,
0: my sister's really into roller skating right now. She's really into doing that that the dancing like like she does.
1: Oh really? Yeah, skating like no one's watching. She. Yeah, she
0: she does. You know the dance moves like like your friend like Sarah was doing, and and she I, there's like a she goes to like some meetup in San Diego. She's she's posting these videos all the time, but like her her and friends like doing it like choreographed, like doing doing the moves together and stuff. She's really wow,
1: that's so cool. Yeah, she's that's like cool. super into
0: it right now. Oh, well, good for
1: Harry. Love it. I mean, is she older or younger
0: than you? Younger, much younger. Oh, okay. she's um, wow. she's like. She's like seven or eight years younger than me, so okay. she's she's a half sister. And my, my my dad remarried and then and then had two more kids. So I was I have a half brother and half sister. She's a half sister.
1: Oh, wow. okay. Yeah. Well, good for her.
0: Yeah. But she's she's like she like whenever I go down to visit, she's I'll like, watch this, watch this, watch watch what I can do now, and she'll like uh-huh. practice in her house. Her she has hardwood floors in her house, so she's like skating all the time. It's funny.
1: Oh no! Does yeah, she own the house?
0: Nice. No.
1: No. No. just getting those getting those hardwood floors some action
0: yeah no <laughs> no oh. no well. um what, what else what else
1: so yeah what else we got um
0: so when when I met you you were still in fawning, I think you were still in fawning. when I first met you um I, I, I heard a little bit from Liza uh, just just reaching reaching back in, in, into the Korean Rep timeline here um I, I I had a conversation with Liza I remember years ago and she, ch- she talked a little bit about the, about the demise of two fawning mm-hmm. uh it, it she there there was something to the effect of that that somebody broke up with somebody or somebody decided to to go in another direction that it wasn't she was she was saying that it was Oh, I can't remember that the, the guy in the band. There were two guys in the band, and she was saying yes. that one of the guys was kind of was kind of the alpha of the band. It was like his band, and something happened, and I I, I, it, I think it seemed like she was saying that that he was going to try to keep the band going, but she, Liza even said it too. When, I remember her saying that, and as she was saying it, I was like, well, how would that even work without you two? Like that does that's not even the same thing. Yeah, it's um, definitely not. <clears throat> and uh, and and so it it sounded like he tried to keep it going, but it just didn't. Of course, it
1: it wasn't going to work without without you and Liza. Um, well, Tufani was. Um, it was started with my partner at the time, uh, Joe Hagee, and myself. He was in a band. So it was you called- t-
0: you and him. Yeah, that I th- she she probably told mm-hmm. me that. I forget.
1: We initially started it. It ended up happening like I was playing some shows in Europe, and he you know, was playing on some songs and he was in a band called 31 knots. And when his record cycle ended in 2006, my record cycle ended in 2006 around the same time. And we just started kind of working together on some stuff. And then the next thing, you know, we had four songs and, um, you know, I think we played a couple shows and the response was really great, but we, you know, we'd had this daydream of, of having other people in the band, but we didn't want it to be, the usual kind of bass, drums, guitar lineup. We knew that we wanted people in the band who were multi-instrumentalists and who could add kind of an interesting, um, you know, instrumental um, dynamics to the band. And that was Liza because she played keys and violin and she'd run it through pedals. And And then we had uh, Toussaint um, who uh, played trombone and trumpet and, you know, he could play everything. He, he could play guitar and, and they could, everyone could sing. And so it was just kind of, you know, the perfect union in that way, um, that musically it could, we created what I think was, you know, something that felt really interesting and fun. Um, and yeah, so we were a band for five years and, um, Joe and I were together for eight and then that was, um, eventually um the relationship kind of ran its course and so did the band yeah so we couldn't keep I mean and also the band it was 2012 at that time we had done an EP and two records and we're also finding ourselves pretty exhausted and pretty worn out and you know touring a ton too and you know everybody had their own lives in Portland that they were really I, I mean I was feeling that too just really starting to miss out on and coming home with not much money and feeling pretty exhausted. And um, it really felt, I, I mean, I would have loved to see where we could have gone um, if had we done another album, but we were just so exhausted and threadbare. And, um, and also I just don't think I could have continued to collaborate uh, with my partner, ex-partner at that time. It just, eight. we were together for eight years and it, you know, it, it ended you know, as like any eight year relationship would end. Uh, would,
0: I think about, you know, know I think ab- it was I, a I, little I would, messy. <laughs> I think about that with, with John Doe and X scene, like they, they split pretty early on in the lifetime of X, but
1: oh, they,
0: they, they kept yeah. working together. Like they, they, they kind of kept that thing going. I always wonder like, how, how did they make that work?
1: Yeah. You know? I mean, who like knows? it's, it's gotta be movie. hard to,
0: to, to do that. I, 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 and I can't think of anybody else that's, that's ever, Done that. Where it's been like a husband-wife thing, and then they split, but they they kept the band going. You know,
1: well, like it got Sunny, to a point Sunny where Sony and Cher talk- didn't even do that. Yeah, yeah. They I mean, I don't know. I could say if, if we ha- if we were really successful and and were, you know had it would be financially secure, maybe we would have been able to keep it going and just kind of you know found a way to to work it out. But you know we weren't in that position. Um, And I think that when our relationship ended, it was just it was time and that the band was everything like that was all we were talking about for like the last two years. Um, Every time we were together was the band and it was a, you know, it was it got to be really, really difficult, actually, to really find anything else where maybe that you know, we always connected over music, but I think that there were other things that I was really starting to miss from my life where I didn't feel super grounded anymore. Um, and kind of knew that I needed to, uh, step back from, you know, kind of the, the throes of, of, of my right. obsession with music with too um, that I was sharing with my, with Joe, but it really was just time, time to let it go. And, he moved to LA. Eventually, moved to Germany and continued on with another project oh, that did he had he? Wow. there.
0: Okay.
1: Um, yeah. Um, actually, with our old sound guy Fritz, they had continued on with a project called White Wine. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it's funny because I, you know, once in a blue moon, I'll go back and listen to to Fawning stuff, and it, feel, it kind I of feels like I'm listening to somebody to someone else. I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is actually, it's actually pretty good. This stuff I mean, is I, really
0: good. It was really good.
1: I, I had a lot I, of fun. I,
0: I revisit it sometimes too. I like oh, that stuff. Nice. It was good.
1: Yeah. yeah. A Monument. I mean, there's some songs on A Monument that, um, I, you know, I, I, again, like thinking about for Island, how I was like really just wanting to focus on the, the craft of being a songwriter with Tufani. It was really fun to experiment with being a musician because I played drums and I would write songs and sing um, while I was on the drums or for the drums we writing different vocal parts um, for, you know, Liza and Toussaint and Joe, you know, just to, to sing. Yeah. Um, coming the, the, up the vocal
0: harmonies are crazy. Like the, the vocal harmonies you guys would do and um, that, the, the musically it was, it was all the things that you described. Like, you know, there was, you guys didn't have a drummer and it, and it was percussion. It was was just, you just playing drums and um, it's very. Well, we, uh, yeah. We had,
1: we had a drummer. Yeah. Yeah. We had like, sometimes we would have, uh, we had the SB, SBDS where we'd have some sampled uh, drums, and then Joe and I would would go back and forth from okay. playing drums. And it's so fun! I miss playing the drums. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, you got to get back on it.
1: I, I I, know. Know, I,
0: I. Um. So I, I played drums in bands for a long time, and and then found somebody. Uh, fell into uh, an opportunity to just play drums in a band again with some guys I used to skate with. And uh, I hadn't played in like seven years. And boy, it was great. Uh, when was that? that for, Recently? This was like, oh, like 2015, 2016, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. I did it for a couple of years. And I kept the drum kit. Hazel insisted I keep the drum kit because she she, she, liked, she liked playing drums too. But yeah. you know, the, the 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 band stopped and they they kind of sat in the basement until we found the space and I was able to set them up in the space and, and start playing again. But I love playing drums. I do Oh, like it's playing so drums good.
1: I had never kind of I hadn't experienced that as a musician, um being so physically connected to music. Yeah. Whereas with, you know, singing or playing guitar, but to really like put your whole body into being a part of of um something so musical was really new to me and I really fell in love with it. Plus oh, like writing good. vocals and doing stuff on the guitar, on the drums was so fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's fun. I miss them. So
1: Just a bunch of drummers around here. My uh, boyfriend Brent, he's a, he was a drummer too. Like punk. Was man. he? <laughs> was he? Yeah. I'm just cool. like man. Some of the old videos I'll see him. just like, dun, dun, dun. I'm like, how do you? How are the hell are you playing
0: that fast? Oh, so much it's fun to play like that. Yeah, it's so much I fun. I bet.
1: I it bet. Is. But how do you do it?
0: It's practice, just it, like you. It's just practice, yeah. like anything else. You know, you just practice yeah. and practice and practice and practice, and then and you practice. get blisters, and then you practice some more. The <laughs> fingers bleed, and you keep practicing, and you bandage them up. It, it's just like anything. It's yeah. just like stuff you do, you know. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Um, so, so the band breaks up, and then in 2015, you you uh, you put out Pattern Electric. You go back to 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 doing solo stuff. So you were doing solo stuff up until you were in Too Fawning. Yeah, you had a few things out.
1: Yeah, Too Fawning I had. Um... had you,
0: you met your dude. You, you got into, into the Too Fawning, and uh, yep. and then when when the breakup happened, you went right back to doing solo stuff and did that Pattern Electricity album. With with I some didn't though for Helio- a whole year. What'd you do for a year? I didn't
1: play. I didn't play for a whole year.
0: What really? So, nope, so were, were those the? Was that the Karina rep wilderness years? Were, were you in the wilderness? <laughs> R- running, I mar- running, was actually. Were you in the wilderness running running marathons like Joe Strummer? And did you did you shave your head into a mohawk and?
1: Just disappear? put my stuff in a closet and didn't think about it for almost a year.
0: Really interesting. Yeah. I did that for I did that once for about a year too. Yeah um yeah I, I i i it's 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 hard to talk about in the podcast but i i i had i suffered some traumatic events that that got me into this weird headspace where i i felt like i it was a lot of it was a lot of factors um i got into this weird headspace where i felt like i couldn't do it anymore and basically i just i did, i i had come to rely on a lot of devices that I thought were helping me um, that uh, I had to stop that I had to stop using. Um, and when I did that, I didn't know what to do with myself because I was so because in my mind I was it my my bad habits were so intrinsically linked to creating. That when I had to remove those things from my life, um, I, just, I didn't feel like I could do it anymore. So I pa- I did the same thing. I packed everything up. I kept most of my stuff. I ended up selling some stuff off because I was broke. Um, but I kept. I every time I sold something, I was like, okay, what's the bare minimum I can I can live with to to make music? And I would keep that stuff. But um, same thing. I, I I packed it up and, and stuck it in the closet. and I didn't look at it again for like a year, and then. Um, the, the guy that played bass in the band that I fronted right before all that happened just started badgering me. He said, you got to do something, got to do something. I'm not doing anything. You got to do something. And he was the one that got me back into it. Would be, but yeah, I went through the same thing.
1: I don't, I, mean, I think you obviously listened to yourself and there was probably a, a good reason to do that. And, you know, whatever that you were, were going through. And I mean, maybe I, I know that for me, music is really emotional for me, the music that I, make and what comes out of me is really emotional and sometimes things are just too real and too, too hard and complicated to even begin to go anywhere near a musical instrument. It just felt like too much. And I was, I just had a lot of pain around the demise of the relationship and the band. I was going to say, do you
0: feel like, like that, that played a big part of it? Like it would like just picking up an instrument, just reminded you of things you didn't want to think about or? Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. Okay. Okay. Definitely. And I needed a, I needed a lot of distance. I needed I needed, like I said, to do something else because the, I just wanted to feel more grounded. And and you're probably right about the wilderness years because that's probably what I did. <laughs> I mean, it's probably Well I mean what else could you call major. them? I mean
0: it's like you, you have this thing in your life that that's such a huge part of your life. What else do you I mean and and now you have to remove it because it's it's too painful <laughs> to keep integrated into your life. And, and it's like, well then and now, now this is this thing that defines you. And it's like, okay, well, what am I going to do now? Like, who am I? You know, and that, that's it, it, all. I mean, I went through that too. It was like, I, okay, what am I going to do? Like, am I just a schlub that works yeah. at a job that's just trying to make rent? And I mean, like what, what am I now? You know? We'll yeah, I
1: years. think, yeah, exactly. I mean, I even like took taiko drumming, like Japanese drumming. I just was trying to do oh, neat. What was, that this like? was trying, really fun, and yeah. again like full body. It was so wow! It was such a workout. It was very very physical, really fun. Um, but yeah, I spent a lot of time in nature, and yeah. but then uh, a, a, were you a still dancer. up? Were
0: you, were you still up here when when all that happened? Yeah. Did you did you you did you were.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, I had i lived in several places, but I ended up finding this apartment on across from where Revolution Hall is now, and meat cheese yeah. bread. Mm-hmm. Shout yeah, out my, to my Nietzsche's son. Bread.
0: My son lives like walking distance from there.
1: Oh really? You, yeah, he's, my
0: son lives like at Fourteenth and Fourteenth and um, not not Grand. What's the street that runs parallel to Grand?
1: I'm totally,
0: um, totally drawing a blank. I don't remember. Um, not grand, but the others that I not, I'm okay. Morrison, maybe, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he lives, he lives. Well, Morrison runs perpendicular. He lives, he lives oh, right near 14th. He lives right near 14th and Morrison, or no, Belmont. Oh, sorry, Belmont. Oh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, He's so yeah, I was on those houses um, back in there. I was on 12th and Stark, actually. Um, the, the, the apartment's not there anymore, but um. I lived across, yeah, meat cheese bread. I was going to do a shout out to meat cheese bread breakfast burritos because um, I get one every time I'm in Portland.
0: Oh, meat cheese so bread, good. right? Oh, meat cheese, yeah, meat cheese bread was the best. I, you know, they shut breakfast burritos. I burrito. think they, I think they went out of business with the shutdown, though. Oh no, they didn't. I've been there. I oh, go they, they opened back up. Okay, problems. because because I used to go there a lot too. I I fucking <laughs> love there. that place. That <laughs> place too. is so fucking good. Um, um and, and I remember like. Not not long after the shutdown happened, like looking for something to eat, and I was like, oh I'll, I'll get me cheese bread. And they, they were they were they they had, they had closed. So I guess they they just closed for a while. Well that's good that I've they're open again.
1: Made it. I know. Go get your breakfast burrito.
0: I'm gonna go um, get my breakfast burrito. I did use to get yeah, breakfast burritos with- from them too. They're really good. So good. So good. Yes.
1: Um but yeah, I was living across the street and that was kind of for my friend Tawny. She's a dancer and choreographer and, and we had collaborated in the past on dance performances that she had, um, that she had done. And I I think at that time, maybe she asked me to, to do something for her. And that kind of opened up the closet. I got my amp out, my guitar back out and just started writing. And then I had a friend um, who runs a small label in France, reach out to me, just checking in to see, you know, what are you up to? What are you working on? Whatever you do next, I want to put out. So, that was like, oh, well, shit, maybe I should do another album and, you know, go do a small tour in France. <laughs> so, sure. Um, that's basically what I ended up doing, and that's how Patent of Electricity happened, was because, like, maybe similar to your friend. I was um, going to because- say, I was going to
0: say that, that you know, I I, I am, I, I, I feel blessed, probably like you, in that, I've had people along the way that when I, when I kind of went off to, to off into the wilderness, there was always somebody in my life that kind of pulled me back, back into, you know, what they, they know and what I, I know deep down that I do. And it sounds like yeah. you had some of that too.
1: Yeah. I had, I had, I definitely, I had a couple people that seemed like they kind of came, came back around and, um, you know, gave me, gave me the reason, you know, and the motivation and kind of the light at the end of the tunnel of like, and the hope, um, that maybe that I also was healed enough to, to do that and to have a clear definition of like what was too fawning and then what was, you know, me as a solo person. Cause they were obviously like very intertwined, but, um, but what, what, electricity What, what, what came out the other side is
0: very different from, from too fawning. So
1: yeah well, it seems like I mean, you found
0: your voice.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that I, I mean I definitely really learned how to s- become a better singer and musician in fawning and was able to kind of take that. Um, and then again, just you know, um, maybe l- allowing the musicianship and the songwriter aspect of myself to kind of merge. And that's where I feel like the beginning of becoming a musician and a songwriter became um a big part of my a bigger part of my life and not just like I said with Tufani where I was just kind of felt like a musician or before that a songwriter like I feel like I've I've slowly very slowly like grown and developed into becoming a musician and a songwriter and a singer and kind of really honing my craft and all these different things um and I guess that's just by virtue of doing it for so long (laughs) that you end up going through all these different phases. Um, But, but yeah, I mean, I'm so happy that I, that I came back to, that I came back to it. Cause I do, I love pattern of electricity quite a bit. I'm really great album.
0: It's a great album. And it it looks like you got a lot of help from a lot of good people. I, I, I didn't even know this until, until I went back and listened again last week. Um, Helio, the Helio sequence guys mixed that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah, Benjamin, actually, I mean, it was another thing of just of really never being alone when it comes to to being a musician. I feel really fortunate the people that I have in my life that um, either want to collaborate with me or want to support me or, you know, work with me, not just to get a big paycheck, because obviously I I don't have the big paycheck for them, although I wish really wish I did for so many people that have helped me over the years Um, but I oftentimes just, I don't have a budget. I, the labels, I feel like I love some of the labels I've gotten to work with and particularly Jealous Butcher, but there's not really much of a a budget. You give them a completely finished album and then they pay for the mastering. So I have to deliver, you have to deliver a completed project with paying for everything out of your own, out of your own pocket. And that's just how it goes. That's not news to anybody right now, unless you know, you're, uh, Rihanna or something. Yeah. Um, and
0: the, or Drake or, or, Kendrick. or
1: Drake and they got all the money, but, um, you know, obviously they have to like recoup that and they got to pay it back in one way or another. But, um, but yeah, Benjamin, um, I had known those guys for a lot, for a long time. And then, um, recorded it out on the coast with Peter Broderick. I, I don't know if you're familiar with his work. But I
0: I've only, I've heard tell of some studio out on the coast that, that people go to, that people like to go to, to record. I think the Prids, I, I seem to recall, I think the Prids went and recorded something there. I seem I remember a post.
1: Huh? Well, sadly it's not there. It's not there anymore, but, no. um, but it was so fun. I mean, again, like in the middle of my wilderness period, as I'm starting to come out of it, uh, writing a new album and I get to go to this beautiful place in Pacific city, and record on the weekends. And then I'd, you know, come back home and work my day jobs and then go back out to the coast the following weekend. And, um, you know, we would try to do like a song a day. Um, but it was a really incredible, super fun experience, uh, recording with him. I just felt like everything I'd kind of explained that I would want to have in a song. And Peter always, he always got it. He always knew exactly what I was looking for. Um, that was a pretty special, um, uh, special opportunity to get to have that.
0: Yeah, that's um, cool. That's really cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I was happy. If it, if it was I'm the really same studio that. that
0: I saw pictures of it, it must've been a great experience too.
1: I don't know if it was, cause yeah. this was in Pacific city. And it was kind of in my, um, it was in, so it's Peter Broderick and Heather Broderick's uncle's house. And then this, they had there's a there's a little back house and it's like cedar siding. Yeah. it's like a little this, wooden studio. This,
0: this was like a house. It was it was a it was a house that I saw pictures of.
1: Was well, I guess it would be called it woods. I up, think they called the studio woods or the woods. Maybe.
0: Hmm. Oh, the woods. They, I I have so there was like there was there was they had like a YouTube channel where they were doing like they they were. There was like, oh, it might not be the same thing. I, don't, I might be confusing it. There, there was a, yeah. a YouTube channel, I remember, years ago, Then uh, there was like a series that somebody was doing called The Woods, and it was, it was out there.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, re- and
0: they, they would get bands to come out and, and play live, and they would do oh, like live yeah, performance yeah. stuff, kind of like KXP or whatever, but they would do it like out in the woods.
1: I, re- I there, remember I that, yeah. Yeah. The town. The town, this little part of Pacific City is called Woods. It's okay. just basically like 12 houses and a bridge over a creek. Oh, really? <laughs> cool. Um, but they called it, actually, no, I think they called it The Sparkle. The Sparkle? They called the studio The Sparkle. I'm just sp- now remembering sparkle. that. But Peter moved to Ireland, and then Heather was living in that house, and then uh, they had their uncle wanted it back, so They had to get rid of it. Oh, ah,
0: okay. Well, maybe it, it wasn't the same place. Spot. I don't know. Might might not be the same place then. You might be yeah. probably right.
1: But I got to do, I mean, I got to do that. And that was regardless that was really Pacific great.
0: city, like, like being in yeah. a house to record, record in Pacific city. Forget about that. That'd be fucking great.
1: It was really cool. Yeah. Go to the Sounds beach cool. after, you know, spending the day. We used to go to Los Caporales, which is a Mexican restaurant there. We'd go and get a margarita and a big platter of enchiladas after, nice. after a day of recording. Nice. <laughs> so good. Sounds great. Yeah.
0: I've surfed there a few times. It's I, I, I finally started surfing up here. I didn't do it for the longest time. I would only surf when I would go back home. I just it was too I didn't want to deal with the cold water. I grew up I grew up surfing in LA. So yeah. I, I was not the, the the prospect of putting on a five millimeter full suit with a hood and going out in the water didn't excite me. So I just I just kept skating when I was up here and I would just surf when I would go back home. And finally someone someone at when I was working at Nike, um uh Had the had boards. He had a suit. He had suits, and he goes, "I got, I got everything you need. Why don't you just go?" And I, so I started going again. And I and went. Uh, I I surfed uh, Pacific City a few times. Um, and it's great there.
1: See, that's good. That's surf. another friend that's like pull, pulling you, pulling you Same closer to the thing yeah. that
0: you love. Prop me up. Said he. He gave me no excuse. I ran out of that's excuses awesome. with him. He said, "I'm taking you," and I said, "Okay, we'll do
1: it." You have good friends. So do you. <laughs> like I, I do I, I do
0: have good friends
1: it's the guys great. I do the
0: show with are are good friends one of them I've known for thirty five years or something like that
1: oh my gosh yeah, so lucky time. I feel like the older I get the more that that feels like one of the really the only things that mm-hmm. really matters
0: right it's the only thing that does i I, I mean it's it's uh, above and beyond hazel and my kids the the thing I value most especially is I have I have friends that I have had since first grade down yeah. there. Like my friend, my friend, Jeff Moses, who lives in long beach. I've known since, since first grade. Um, and my friend Jason, who's the only other interview we've done on the show. I've known since elementary school and i yeah, still talking to those so guys. And, and I, oh you gosh. know, those are the friendships that, that mean the most to me.
1: Yeah. You know, friends, family, music, nature,
0: food. In that order.
1: <laughs> in that order. I could probably keep going. I realized as I started to think, I was like, okay, there's some other stuff that's going to start rolling out there. Are the things that I like or the things that I love and feel fortunate to have in my life. But yes, uh, very, very fortunate to have, um, the friends that I have in my life. So good Make for fun. us. Good for, for us. being a good friend too. It's important. Yeah. It's important. Where, where do you surf down here? Um usually oh, where did you when, surf when you're surfing that So
0: well I mean kind of like you I lived all up and down um LA and Orange County and San Diego Um when I go down there now I usually go down to stay with stay at my sisters in San Diego so I I surf uh I'll surf Pacific Beach or tourmaline. I I'm not I'm not that good anymore so I I you know if it's if it's if it's at the boards um, shorter than eight foot, then then I'm going to have trouble paddling around. But mm-hmm. yeah, so I go to like Pacific City, I go to Tormeline. Um, sometimes I I go farther north and and go to Carlsbad. Um, I I as much as I would love to, and oh, uh, on Swamis too. Swamis in North County, uh, I like going there. Um, Trestles was my spot growing up, uh, which is like in San Clemente.
1: Huh. It's on Camp Pendleton familiar. in San Clemente. It's is a real it, famous spot. Is it a spot. famous spot? Okay. It's a
0: real famous spot. Yeah, I used to yeah. surf. So there's, Trestles is like three separate beaches. It's upper Trestles, lower Trestles, and churches. And the 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 beach that's kind of the famous beach is lower Trestles. And I lived at that beach growing up. Uh, I surfed that place all the time. I won't go there now because it's just too crowded. It's way just mm-hmm. way too crowded, but it's 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 a beautiful place. It's a really beautiful point break. And when it's going off, it's just, it's one of those places. It's kind of like Rincon. It's, it's, it's like, you know, a two minute ride with the right swell. Like you just take uh-huh. off and you just, and you have to get out of the water and walk back up. Like it's uh-huh. that kind of place when, when, it's going off, it's, it's just so great. But um, mostly more yeah. often than not, I, I will surf like, I just surf beach breaks by my sister's house. I'll go to Pacific beach. I'll go to Imperial Tormaline street Yeah. in San Diego.
1: I've always just wanted to surf.
0: Well, you got to do it. I know. You do it. When, next time no. I come down, we, next time I come down, we could we, we can go to Santa Monica or something. We can, yeah, we I have a little. Santa I mean, Monica.
1: I've had a friend offer to. He's like, anytime you, I'll let you borrow my, you know, some, his his wife's uh, wetsuit. I'll let you borrow a board because people that have tried it or have just because he's fairly new to it and he's mm-hmm. in love with it. Oh, I, I should have said like...
0: so. So in LA, so I grew. I lived in Hermosa Beach for a long time too. Sorry. Uh uh-huh. um, So I used to surf in the, the South Bay a lot. I used to surf uh, uh-huh. Hermosa a lot. Uh, Hermosa, Manhattan, Redondo, brick, Redondo Breakwater, all that stuff. Anyway, sorry.
1: Uh huh. No, oh, gotta get gotta get your surf spots out there.
0: Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> and so you have a friend. You have a friend.
1: Oh yeah. So he, but he, it's it's, he's fairly new to it as well. But he's obsessed. Yeah. Like. I feel like anyone who gets who gets the opportunity to try surfing or learn surfing or have somebody kind of gently nudge them into the water that they are hooked
0: forever.
1: Like once someone like you, you, someone like you who uh, likes nature
0: so much. Love it. Yeah, you you're already you're pre-built for it, sister.
1: I can I can tell I can tell though. I I can tell that I would be I would be hooked. I also I also feel like I Yeah. I feel like I might be okay at it. I don't be know. Okay. But I really you'd want be to fine. try.
0: fine. you be anybody yeah. can do it. It's it's you know, you you'd be fine. But anybody
1: can do I'm it. I'm nervous about the lineup though. I, I, I get worried about like literally stepping on anyone's toes and because of the respect that I have for people that have earned their their position in the water. Oh you worry just, about you being you that can, person you, that shows up.
0: You can get around that though. I mean if you're gonna learn you're just gonna go to a beach break, you just go like anywhere on Santa Monica or Venice or something like that from where you are. Yeah, um, and you know, if you're going during the week, there's not a lot of people in the water, and it's a beach break, and there's usually not a lot of people in in the water um, on those beaches anyway. So you'd be fine that way. And and as far as like the the water thing goes, that that's the part where that's the part that's probably that, that would probably hook you in because you have to learn a lot about the water, which in turn is it just reinforces your love for nature. You know, yeah. because you have to learn things about swells and how waves work, and how waves respond to you know sandbars and ocean bottoms, and you kind of have to. Yet, you, you kind of have to sit there and look at it for a minute. You you know, it's it's never a good idea to just jump right in because there there could be rips. You got to pay attention to what what's happening with people and stuff. And you you, you it, have yeah. to understand water. You have to connect with the water in a way that. I think that you probably find in this, in the same ways that you find being a nature fulfilling.
1: Yeah. I used just, to boogie board with my dad out in North, out in the uh, North Carolina. Cool. Well, that's cool. <laughs> so, I that mean, it's fine. the same thing. That's cool. same well, I mean, thing. just when you were talking hey, about understanding the water and kind of knowing what to look for, like knowing when's the right wave and when is the wrong wave or yeah. Yeah. Watching and- it well and,
0: I came from a surfing family. I, I you know, um, so my old man taught me all that. My dad was a sh- was a shaper. He was a shaper oh, wow. and a glasser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, when you were a Madden and you were old enough to be able to swim, you got a board placed in your hand and a wetsuit, and said, and you would get told to go.
1: <laughs> you just like uh, good luck. Get on out there.
0: Yeah. Um, so he would throw the polywogs, all the polywogs in the water, and and make them go. Um, and yeah, Uh so it was just all stuff I learned from him, you know, growing up, just, you you, you have to learn, you have to learn how to respect the water and you have to learn how to read the water and what it does and how it's interacting with the beach and stuff. Um, and, uh, it gets you, it does get you to connect with nature in, in a way that's profound. You know, yeah. on the right day, with the the weather's right and the swells right, and you get to oh, catch a couple things, then it's I mean, it, just just being out there is is already fun. But if you get to catch catch a couple things, game over. You know,
1: yeah, best day ever. What if you What if you don't catch any anyways? Still okay. Still okay.
0: Yeah, I'm still okay if it's a nice day. You know, you got to try. I, I I have days like that now. I'm not that good anymore, and I don't go out all the time. So that there's uh, I've had my share of days in in recent years where I just go out and I don't catch anything, and I come in, and it's still fun.
1: Yeah, you know,
0: it's just fun being on the water, just being on the lineup with people.
1: Uh huh. You know. Uh huh. Um, getting getting the treat afterward, the beer, or the burger, or whatever. Going to get a
0: going to get a breakfast burrito at Charlie's Chili. <laughs> <laughs> nothing really? better, nothing better than a three egg omelet after being out in the water for two hours.
1: Yeah.
0: Best, best thing ever.
1: Well, are you going to do you surf in the summer up in up in Oregon? Cause it's kind of like here, the waves aren't do. that good in the summertime, but are they, are they better up there?
0: They are. I, so, you know, now that my friends showed me, you know, spots to surf. Um, yeah. There's, I mean, you know, I mean, you've been to the beach in the summer. It's, it's, yeah. it's, you know, there's nice days here. There's nice days here yeah. the water, the water's fine. It's the short sands for me is just like, um, short uh, yeah, for me, short sands, yeah. like I, I immediately it, it, it felt just like surfing some of the beach breaks I, I surfed, um, down there growing up feels a lot like, um, Newport beach to me just in terms of break, not the city, but the break itself is very much like, um, like the beach breaks. I grew up surfing in Newport. Yeah. It's That's nice. Good. It's great. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it it's great in the summer. It's even and the thing I'm learning now too from my from my son's girlfriend is it's also not terrible to just go out in the fall or go out in the spring. You know, like it's just all you're dealing with is the weather. Um, my son's girlfriend uh, got me uh, finally sold me on the idea of having a, having a, a five mil full suit with a hood, something uh-huh. I, I resisted doing, and I finally did it, and it was and it's it's been great. So uh, yeah, it's been great.
1: You got to do it. Good. Yeah, I want to, I want to. I just went to the beach a couple of days ago and went with my friend Patsy and we met up with one of her friends who I hadn't met and she was just getting out of the water. And of course the same thing where she's like, I just started, I just started it, but she's glowing. You know, she's like, oh my God, it's hooked. I'm here every day. It's the best thing I've ever done. It's and of best. course, like, come out, I'll teach you, you know, but you always get that, but there's never really like. Okay, well, I guess like, I'll go get the what? I mean, I'm, I'm I want to, but I'm also like a little terrified. Well, don't <laughs> don't invest in anything. Just to take take everybody no, up on their no, offer. I won't. I yeah. won't. I won't invest in anything. Yeah, get take Look, everybody up on their I really, offer. Really, I really to do borrow a board
0: and a suit and just go. Just go do it, man.
1: Yeah, all right. And I'll just do it done. with you next
0: time I come down there. We'll, we'll go to Santa Monica. or We'll go to Venice or something like that. You can rent that boards and suits. Right. You know on the boardwalk. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, no, I got I have my friend Paul and his wife Sonya this You got you got idea, your friend but, Paul. Yeah. Yeah.
0: While we're yeah. on the topic of beach stuff, this is a good seg cuz I was thinking okay. about this 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 the, the show being music mindfulness and madness. What what are some things you like to do? do do you have any regular self-care practices? And what are what are some of the things that you like to do? do and do you what are are there things that you like to do for self care do you do any of those things as a means to kind of center yourself before you get into the mindset of sitting down to to write in the morning um what do you like to do what 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 does karina do
1: i have i it's it's funny i'm actually a, a creature of routine which is funny for someone who kind of grew up moving around a lot and had change a lot in my life but the routine is kind of my self-care and my my mental health and clarity. But I wake up in the morning, make my coffee, and I there's a little tea house on the edge of the yard that overlooks Echo Park Ave. And um, I bring my I, I write every morning, bring my notebook out there with my coffee, and I write for maybe a half an hour, 45 minutes. And then and then I come inside and and play guitar usually, again, from anywhere from a half an hour to two hours, I guess, depending, you know, kind of how it's going or what I'm working on. And then I kind of, like, start my day. But then depending on if I have work or what kind of, you know, what my schedule looks like, then I'll put on my sneakers <laughs> and I'll go for a hike or a walk, which I'm still trying to determine the difference between a hike or a walk because I've been hiking in lesion lately and it's pretty Bad. flat. Did you call it's it a, a hike? It's all a hike. You, okay, so, you so I, I, hike. I, I, I hike. Um, but then I also, during the pandemic, like walking in my neighborhood became a really, really big thing. Um, just walking down Echo Park, I'm walking up around Lemoyne, like going up those crazy hills where I'm at too, and just like just, just walking and taking photos. I would probably do four or five, six miles, um, and maybe five days a week that's become a really, really big part of my, um, of my self-care.
0: That sounds marvelous. And then,
1: um, yeah, that's all, that's a big part of that. It's just, just having this kind of ritual and just to kind of start my day in that, in that way has been really essential, especially during the pandemic. And that's also then continued, you know, into what I'm doing now. Cool. Yeah.
0: My friend Jason, the other, the only other person that's 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 uh, interviewed on the show, uh, lives right at the base of the Hollywood Hills, and he he hikes up there all the time. He took me up there um, last time I went down to see him. It was great.
1: It's great. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, I used yeah. to do Griffith Park all the time, and then I started going up um, to Angeles National Forest up the two. Um, yeah, sure. I started going up there a lot, and because it's really, I mean, you can drive a half an hour and it really then feels like you're in the middle of nowhere besides the occasional, um, race car racing up to, um, <laughs> because it's like this really windy, really like windy, awesome road. Um, but yeah, you'll literally be like, I can't believe this is a half an hour from, from LA right? from where yeah. it's, it's just, I mean, I feel like that right. about LA a lot where you're like, I can't. It's true. Even even where I live, like yesterday, a couple of days ago, I walked down to Bar Bandini to get a glass of wine, meet a friend. I was there in thirty five minutes, but like I got down, I'm like on Sunset. And there's traffic and sirens, but then, you know, forty minutes ago, I was in the most pe- peaceful place You're in my whole of
0: the world. Yeah, it is like that. Yeah, yeah, especially like where you it. are. Yeah, That's yeah,
1: true. but um, yeah, it's definitely. I mean, I have a lot of things that I that I do for myself for um for self-care especially the older i get um just wanting to at my if i can maintain you know mental health and and clarity and do the things that i know are at least laying the foundation you know for a good day or a positive day or at least just a creative outcome um so it's yeah Really important, but but it, you know when I've worked when I've worked these crazy jobs, and I'm like, but wait, when does when does self care? Because I was doing this like locations gig for a while uh, in uh, November and again in um, January, like crazy hours, and I was like, wait a second, this doesn't actually. This doesn't actually work well with my with my usual self care routine because I'm working fifteen hour days. So. Oh, Jiminy! What were you
0: doing for fifteen hours a day? oh, so it was like was like events? You were working events for
1: a film, TV shoot. Oh, the was that?
0: Oh, yeah, I was going to ask you about that too. Yeah, I, it's just I, one I'm of my like uh, mini gigs. I, that
1: yet, I another pay, get, pay no, yet another good oh, yet another good segue.
0: Yet yeah. another good segue.
1: The gigs, the so, gigs to pay the bill. Um.
0: So you, you were a regular on, on Portlandia. Yes. And, uh, you were the, 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 the bitchy hostess girl <laughs> that always crack wise. Hey man, they were, they
1: were real, they were pushing my buttons.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you got to do that, uh, which was super cool. Um, and then, um, I, something else I didn't know you were on, you were on better things for a while. Yeah, and no, I just be did on better that things one. For a bit. Just I just I one?
1: have yeah I just did that one but I have a song they I think she, yeah every using your songs had, right they kind of using my songs but then I was also in a live um uh I played a live song in a bar scene
0: Cool
1: on better things and then Pamela's at the bar um having a conversation with another woman and yeah the scene continues on um long after I played and uh my music is going It's a soundtrack for her uh, up on Mulholland Drive while she's masturbating in her car. (laughs) I was pretty happy that that could be the soundtrack uh, to Pamela Adlin masturbating in her car. Sure. Um, But yeah, I did that in that same season. They wanted me to do a cover of of Blue Moon, like Sam Cooke's version of Blue Moon. So I did that too. And um, They just used uh, Count the Teardrops for the most recent um season last season of better things um yeah i feel good it does it does yeah it does feel good i mean it does it it feels good for people that you you know respect and admire to um and you respect and admire their vision and the stories that they want to tell like want to use your song as a soundtrack (laughs) I remember when I first started playing music I was like oh that would be so cool that would be so awesome I I still think that
0: like I still think that would be cool
1: no I didn't think it would I didn't think it would ever happen I was like oh I really hope that that happens someday and I remember when I I had it it had never happened before and I got my first uh, sync with uh, Orange is the New Black um, where they used um, this song Release Me on a really like, like tragic pivotal scene and it was that I was so and even though the scene was a, was a really dark, a difficult scene to watch it was still pretty incredible but to be able to watch um, something that I had made um, as the soundtrack to, to a show which I thought was really cool. I still haven't had a song in a movie but I really want to have a song in a movie
0: But you've been in uh, a movie, something else I didn't know
1: I have, You've been in, I have you've been in a few feature stuff. films? I well, was you- almost an actor, I chose music instead yeah so so how did that all come about and
0: you were almost so so it's not really something that's that's happening no I mean, so how did it come about and and how, how did so so the portlandia thing was like the first thing kind of right
1: yeah it's funny i was just telling this story to my friend patsy a couple of days ago because she was working on uh, doing costuming for portlandia this last i think last few years but she asked me like, how did you get started with that anyway? And it was just pretty, it was pretty random. I just auditioned for Simon Max Hill, who was doing the casting. I auditioned for him like a year prior for, um, like the guild, um, I was the guild theater or some sort of, um, film. I forget. And so he had so seen us
0: completely different project,
1: completely different project. But I think he had yeah. seen me and, and thought of me and then invited me in to, audition for portlandia and and i got it uh, i played a drunk girl who died and uh i didn't make it into season one but i think from that um i had a good time i made fred Armisen laugh which made me very happy because i was a really big fan because of watching him on snl um and then so they invited me back uh to audition uh, in season two and then i just kind of eventually just became, I just got invited back. I didn't audition anymore after that. They would be like, when are you available? We're going to, you know, you know, shoot this day. Are you free? Here's kind of what it's about. And I would show up with, with a very loose script and then, uh, yeah. And then shoot. It was so, so fun. Um, and I wish I do want to do more acting, but it, It just takes a whole different realm of focus than energy. I had a commercial agent for a while when I first moved down here. Um, Lost her during the pandemic. And I mean, not lost her. She Lost her as a business relationship. Yeah, I think she moved on from me. um, And partly because of my lack of participation, I feel, in terms of being up to date and taking classes. And I just didn't do any of that. It just didn't do any of that, so I didn't keep up with it. I couldn't, I mean, one, I can't really f- afford to keep up with it because music is like, music is like my main, my main gal, and that's where that's all of my gal. money and resources go, go t- towards that. So it's hard to have another thing that requires a lot of, you know, money it. and resources. So I have to, and I have to If it's, to any, if it's anything like
0: the music scene there, it's got to be super, super, super competitive. And you have to do all of those things if you, if you want yeah. to stay in the game down there. Yeah.
1: When I was in Portland, I, I didn't mind auditioning in Portland. I loved it. I'd walk into a room, just be like, ah, oh, I don't care. If I get it, cool. If I don't, fine. And and then moving down here and then doing it, it was like, oh, my God, the tension in the room was so different. And everybody was looking at each other and they're sizing you up. And I just, I hated it. Hated it. And I auditioned. I mean, I didn't audition that much. Maybe like once every couple months. I was like their weirdo wild card. If You know, I think if their client couldn't find couldn't find anybody. Let's Maybe let's like, call well, the Little
0: wild card with the banks.
1: <laughs> let's let's, just let's, let's get
0: that one back in.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I had a few callbacks and it was good. But uh, I've done a couple short films down here through friends, and you know, the occasional movie if a friend of mine is doing one. Um, but I haven't done anything for a while. But um, my was, my heart.
0: So was the was the Black Sea like the last? And um, the last Black Sea is the last thing I see on IMDb.
1: The black sea. C- yes is the last thing but I did do uh, two short films that I don't think of two kind of student short films in the last uh, couple years um but my, my partner and I are actually just now starting to talk about like oh wait a second why don't we should maybe we should be doing something um you go, you should be doing but, something yeah you should we'll see. you should
0: get your man to, to get the red camera and, and start start doing something
1: yeah um, I do love I mean I do love acting very much and it's challenging in an entirely different way from music um it's definitely something I did in high school and I continue to do in college but I think once you know I really started doing music it takes so much time and focus and energy and also with acting like you you really need other you really need other people to do it and music is just always that thing I can do on my own um but I definitely like daydream about getting that random call. Like, Oh man, you'd be great. You should do this thing. Um, yeah. And then I feel like anytime I see like a, a really great older character in a TV show or in a film, I'm like, see, I can, there's time. I I can can do that. I can be the old person, the old, you know, the old person in the scene. I
0: I could be the bitchy old lady.
1: I could be the bitchy old lady.
0: I could be the bitchy old lady and do bitchy old lady stuff.
1: Yeah. yeah. But I would, I would like to do more. I definitely would like to, to do more. I mean, I'm, I'm a part of the, you know, I'm a part of the union down here. Of course I haven't kept up with my dues, but, um, getting in the LA union down here was, was felt Hard. like a, Difficult a big deal. Right. Yeah. I mean, I got it because of, um, you know, Portlandia, I got into, I had to, I had to join the union. And then when I came down here and when I got on better things, they were like, Oh, you're not in the LA union. I was like, what do you mean? I'm in stag Actra. They're like, yes, you're in the Portland chapter of SAG-AFTRA, but you're not in the LA chapter, so if you're going to be on better things, you owe us $2,200. <laughs> wow! Yes, Greek. I paid. I, well, I paid to be on that show. <laughs> Even though Jeez. it was a total dream come true, Pamela Adlin is amazing, vibrant, rad, human. I would pay to be on that show again. Um, She's so wonderful. But But, yeah. Anyway. So many things to do. So many things. So, surf, many, so many things do more, more acting. surf.
0: You got you gotta put out the record of instrumentals.
1: Instrumentals and the you record gotta, from twenty twenty. Yeah.
0: The record from twenty twenty. You get you gotta, you gotta make a movie with your man.
1: You got, you I know.
0: So many gotta, things. Gotta, get all that stuff done. You have you 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 see have this affinity for it seems like for for fight for making really fucking great videos, too.
1: Again, uh, my friends,
0: <laughs> just friends, right? Just <laughs> friends. Uh, the 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 one for um. Oh gosh, which one is it? The the one the one for the shore is fucking great. That the um.
1: Oh, there's one summer. Been, my one summer. One summer.
0: Yeah. yeah, one summer is. Oh my god, it's so great. I well, my favorite videos. My favorite, the, my favorite, the, the, the favorite, my favorite video, music videos are the ones that that tell a story like that. Uh, the, the the one that comes to mind that's that's kind of along the same lines of of that one, to me, is like um, that one that LCD Sound System did with with uh, and it was it was too, it was like Charlie Strayhorn and another actress and, and they were out in the middle of the desert and and they they were there was like a time machine. It was like this whole thing. Like none of them were in it. It was kinda of like that, except except you know, you actually you, you made a little bit of a cameo in, in one summer. But uh yeah, there's like this L C D sound system video that was that's pretty recent. It was one of the last things they did. And it's just this couple that's out in the desert and they have this time machine and and, uh-huh. uh, and then the wife like dies and then he brings the wife back to life by making her g- going back in time with it. It's just such a great story. Oh. And that and that the one that you did for one summer is so fucking great.
1: Well, I Loved have a thing so I had i I was it's requested. like ambiguous
0: in a cool way like like you watch it like you're pulling up with with your friend and it's like is she your friend or <laughs> you know is it a lover and then she walks in and meets her man and so it, it's such a, it's such a great story like that's
1: my friend Zephyr role who we have we have been he did the album cover for how a fantasy will kill us all he took that photo and he also did a he did, we've known each other for many years. He did the album cover. He did the painting for the 2004 record, It's Only the Future. So we've been in each other's lives for a long time. But the thing is that, you know, if they wanted me to make, you know, they're going to have, like, my label, like, we're going to have three singles. So if you can, make three videos. But, you know, there's not, again, like, no budget.
0: No budget. So, I mean, yeah, like, so how do you do that with nobody? You have to have friends.
1: You have to have right? friends. And have friends. Um, so for The Shore, um, I think that was the third – Video Eric Willem Zander, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Um, he he was often told me that he was a fan of my music, and I think I forget how we ran into each other. I think at my friend Jenna's house at dinner, and he was like, "We want to do. I want to do a video. I'll do it. I love your music." And he he does color correcting for films, so I I had him. Oh, that's why it looks so pretty. And then video, yeah, it just then, looks beautiful. It's really beautiful. And then my friend Zephyr And then uh, Rachel Blumberg did a video. So these three, you know, I've known Rachel and Zephyr for, you know, like upwards of, you know, 20 years. And so it's it's easy to call upon them, you know, and trust that. And also part of my deal is that if I'm not able to pay you an ample salary or wage, um, you know, I'm I'm trying to keep that money when I can. I'll, I'll, I'll
0: I'll do some indoor painting.
1: And, and, or, you know, by dinner, kind of do the, the thing, um, but you get to do what you want. So with Rachel, you, she's kind of already has a, a vision of what she wanted to do anyway, but like, you get to do what you want. With Zephry, I was like, take it and run, kiddo, <clears throat> and do what you want. Same thing with Eric. I was like, do, do whatever you want, whatever is going to make you happy, because this is about making something cool. This is about being creative together and um i don't i don't want to boss you around i mean if i felt strongly about something or uncomfortable with something i would obviously would would say it or had an opinion but i really was all about like you you do what you want and have fun um and i felt so lucky like three videos that i really loved they're great they're all fucking great yes they're all so good. Different from each other and, um, I think really represented the songs and yeah, it was fun. It was also fun for one summer actually to not be in it.
0: Where was that shot? What? Where where was the What was once? Yeah. Oh,
1: that that was that Black Luck Vintage, which um, they had just found out like a few days after that shoot that they um, they were losing their lease or that their rent was getting raised again and that they were losing their lease. Now they're in a new Is location. That a, that's in LA? Um, yeah, out in the desert out in Joshua Tree. Oh, oh okay. Okay. Yeah. I was just out there. Oh yeah yeah that's right. Yeah, um, yeah, some yeah. of it was shot in Landers. Um, and then yeah, but then Joshua Tree and the Cafe and Joshua Tree Oh that,
0: that section of town that, that has the, the, the boutiques and all that stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I love it out Neat. there. I go out there a lot. I do too. I, I like it out there so much. It's so
1: great. Um but but yeah, I mean, it was I was just so I felt so elated and so happy that that my friends and wanted to give me their time and energy. And um, and I think that they turned out so good it was so fun to be able to do that. So they Huge thanks to them for doing that, but um, yeah. I mean, that is. I mean, we were able to get like a little bit of money. I still owe Eric uh dinner. That was like part of my thing. I was like, I'll make you, I'll make you guys dinner. And David Auerbach did the um, um cinematography. But yeah, that's just kind of what you know. Even though it feels very like oh, well, still like nineteen ninety eight Portland, Oregon. You're like, well, I want to pay you, but but I don't have a, like my label literally is not able to give me a budget. They don't give me a can, budget.
0: Can, and Can can I just give you a PBR and a, and a, and a bag of potato yeah, chips? Yeah.
1: Which feels horrible because no one should be working in 2022. No one should be doing anything for free. Like, and I mean, I love my label they're awesome, but it's also like, wow. Okay. I've got to make three videos. Like, how do you, how do you, what, how do you want me to do that? I don't have any money. Um, But, you know, I, I guess that's, again, like the virtue of having really good people in my life that, that want to support me and my music and that, that feels really good. So hopefully, hopefully someday I'll get a million dollar, a million dollar check. And then I can just take everyone on vacation or something. Actually, no, let's make it a $20 million check and then I'll take everybody on
0: vacation. $20 million check.
1: Including you and Hazel.
0: How, house in Memphis. <laughs> house, house in Echo Park. <laughs> right, nice studio out in the back with the House in Echo Park.
1: Which, by the way, I do have uh, lottery tickets here <laughs> that I haven't checked. It's funny, just, my mom... So, you know. Uh, my,
0: my, my mom... my the, mom, the, 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 You know, the woman in my life that, that I call mom is my stepmom. I just had, you know, she's the closest thing I had to a mom. Um, it, it's funny, like... We, we would get on the topic when, when we were all younger and, and, and struggling, it, you know, we get on the topic of like, you know, what we're trying to do to get by or do, doing this or that, or, you know, I, she talked to me about my siblings and stuff. She would she always go, well, I would have got a lottery ticket. I I do this. I do my impersonation in front of her too. She thinks it's funny. <laughs> I got, I'm still playing the lottery. I'm hoping that I'm just going to win and I'll be able to give all you guys money. Yep. She would say that all the time.
1: Oh. Uh... Did she? <laughs> she. Well, gotta try.
0: What's that? You gotta try. She she never won the
1: lottery. Yeah. Did you gotta she never try? Won the lottery.
0: She 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 had to try. She had to try. You got you do have to try. You gotta try. There's Why this not?
1: there's this donut shop down the street from my house that is always really busy with people sitting in there doing lottery tickets and doing scratch offs. And Brent and I have somehow. We're like, really? some, somebody must have won from here at some point, so that's why it's busy with people doing oh, lottery. Oh, that could be. That could be. But then we were like, oh, "Shit! Why are we buying? Why are we buying lottery tickets from here? Because does lightning strike twice? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe. maybe. I don't know.
0: Hey, you don't know. We'll see. It could happen. I don't
1: know. It could happen. It could. Yeah. It could
0: happen. Donut. Donuts and twenty million dollars. <laughs> yeah. You know here's
1: hoping donuts for everyone
0: don't donuts for everyone courtesy of yeah. Karina. Karina's gonna Karina's gonna pay everybody for, for video game for video games for her yeah. videos and donuts donuts, <laughs> and, donuts and, and lottery cash for sure. well, well, so, well Karina we're, we're kind of we, we are time um, we, we do need to go surfing next time I go down I come down yeah, I'm, yeah I'm but also when you you're in the, the desert,
1: tell me. Oh, i, you you I am yeah. having a vacation and doing whatever it
0: is. Yeah, I need like I needed that. to do it.
1: Sunshine. Now that I know
0: that you now that I know that you go out there too, you know, I, I will go back out. We'll go back out for sure.
1: Does Hazel go, um is her family in Arkansas?
0: Her family's all still in Arkansas, yeah.
1: Where where? Do you remember the name uh, of that? Lake Hamilton?
0: Lake Hamilton, I think. They're all like right around Lake, Lake Lake the the Lake Hamilton area, I think.
1: Okay, I'll yeah. have to. Um, I I don't want to look it up on my phone because you know because I can. I we're looking at each other, so I don't want to like yeah, have, the, have okay. the screen go away and be like, "Sorry, I'm googling something." Um,
0: oh, that's all right. But
1: I want to remember Lake Hamilton so I can. Uh, I'll chat. text you check with friends.
0: Yeah, so uh-huh. like her parents are still are still uh, there and uh her when her, her dad got into some her, her stepdad got into some family and health uh, her sister Penny uh was living in Denver and went back and has been kind of taking care of the parents. So Penny's there and then she's got another sister somewhere else in Arkansas and then she's got some stepbrothers. I don't think they're in Arkansas anymore, but I think that, I think her sisters are. Mm -hmm. Her parents are there. Oh, wow. Do you ever go? I never, I've never been.
1: Yeah.
0: I have not been yet. Not been yet. Trying to think. Um, Yeah, I never have. Um, But I played in, I played in a band for a very long time with, with a guy who, whose family was all from, from Arkansas. Uh, and, And it's funny when I first met Hazel, um, we figured out that his family, his family that's still there, like lives spitting distance from her family. So oh,
1: kind really? Of, that oh. Was kind of cool. So that that's that, was, uh, that was a that was a, a
0: that was, a, a, that was a, a that was that 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 was a big part of 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 uh, what endeared me to Hazel was that you know she was she was another person in my life from Arkansas and yeah. the, the other people I had in my life from Arkansas were always good to me. So figured it had to be. Had to be in the stars, you know. It was
1: meant to be. Arkansas is rad. It's beautiful. Yeah, (laughs) you would never. I would. I never really knew until this last year. We spent a lot of time there. It's really great.
0: Is it? Yeah, she says that too. It's
1: really beautiful.
0: So something we usually do at the end of the show, Karina Rep, is um, I. So we all have these. um, Are you familiar with the Oblique Strategies cards that uh, Brian Eno did? The the, the Oblique Strategies. No, I'm
1: not. Yeah, so Brian
0: Eno. So, so, um, when Brian Eno was doing the Berlin trilogy stuff, uh-huh. um, and he actually kind of landed on this method of, of, um, kind of getting the creative juices going, uh, by he, and actually it was actually part of the way he came up with a whole discrete music, ambient music thing. He met, he, he became aware of this dude, Peter Schmidt, who wrote a book on like business processes and he and and Brian Eno just became enamored with this book, and this book got into doing this thing to, to kind of uh, to a, as a means of discovery, like creative discovery. He he uh, came up with this deck of cards, and he would just arrange. and And each of these deck of cards has like a little uh, phrase or saying, almost like a fortune cookie, like for lack of a better description. And they're all things that are meant to trigger ideas. And he would u- he was using them during the Berlin trilogy. He would he would like go go to like you know Dennis Davis and Carlos Alomar and and the other guys in in, in Bowie's backup band, and he would arrange these cards in a grid and go, okay, this, is, this these are the parameters of the song. And it was just like you know this 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 grid of these these cards that had all these phrases, and they would look at them and go, okay, well, what am I supposed to do with that? But over time, um, you know, they, they began to they began to uh, to figure it out. But he used them a lot for for his ambient stuff too um we i keep I, I always keep like the hard cards you, you can find that I, I guess it was like apps too that huh. that can do the same thing that 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 basically emulate the, the deck but i have the oh, physical yeah. deck and something we do at the at the end of every um episode of the podcast is we pull out we pull out a couple of random and and then hold them up and then just kind of talk about them yeah you don't have a deck but i've got two cards i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna do the drum roll and I'm I'm not I haven't looked at the cards yet. I pulled them out at random. I'm okay. gonna hold one up to the camera so that you can see it. Hopefully you can read it.
1: Okay. Put my glasses Got your on. Glasses
0: on. <laughs> and then and then we're gonna read them and 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 decide what they mean. Okay. How's that? Okay, here we go.
1: Sounds great.
0: <laughs> Boom. Can you can you read it backwards?
1: Um you can go back a little bit. What are you really
0: thinking about just now? Incorporate, okay. Yep. Yeah. So that. So yours is. What are you really thinking right about just now? Incorporate. And mine is discipline, self-indulgence. <laughs> oh. So yes. What are you thinking about right now, Karina Rep? What are you thinking about right now? Oh. And, and and can you incorporate it into whatever you whatever comes out of your head tomorrow morning when you wake up? When you as well, a guitar uh,
1: I'm I'm thinking about how to be uh, a joyful optimistic positive person when it comes to my relationship with the art that I make and how to uh, um, how to kind of nurture uh a lot of disappointments and fear into something that feels um healthier and uh more self-sustaining, um self-sustaining and um yeah, how to how to keep being how to keep being an artist and staying true to that uh with joy and love and light and all of the things. That are really a big part of who I am but yet I find that the older I get and the longer I've been trying to maintain my relationship with art with not a lot of financial stability or sustainability uh, it it becomes increasingly challenging to remain optimistic with my relationship with it and that's been something I've been thinking about a lot and has been pretty heavy on my mind since returning from tour and finishing this album cycle and wondering again how and where to put my energies into the next project.
0: Gotta do it, Karina. You gotta, gotta do it. (sighs) Gotta do it. You gotta keep doing it.
1: It's been a heavy, it's been a heavy couple weeks. It's been a heavy couple weeks. It's hard to not be defined or to not let financial success not, you know, define you. So I've been trying to just, a little bit better about a little kinder and nicer to myself about that um yeah so that's i mean that right. is kind of something i've been thinking a lot about and well that
0: that was that was a really beautiful thing i i mean uh, you you could officially be the the music mindful and mass madness poster child <laughs> like, well I Mike, did. michael and anna were here where they would just be like fucking right on that's everything that that we're trying to do with this 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 all I the shit that we to wanted s-
1: I wanted to say something like real and true and not just like that. I'm going to go have a glass of wine and watch the sunset, which is also really what I'm going to do. And probably, you know, and text my boyfriend, but, but also, I mean, it was interesting to be, you know, talking to you the last couple hours around this thing that I really love and I'm really passionate about, but I really struggle with how to maintain it in my life. Um,
0: We all do. Everybody does. Everybody does for their own reasons, right? Yeah, I, it's it's always a struggle for 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 us. I mean, we spend entire episodes talking about that's that's we we spend entire episodes talking about how much of a struggle it is. <laughs> you know, just just to try to that's
1: try to live a life
0: and create. It's it's hard. So I, I appreciate that that you that you talked about it that way.
1: Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. yeah, and so how about you? How about your self um, discipline, self indulgence?
0: Discipline, self indulgence to me would be um the way i the way i interpret that is allow yourself to do something fucking nutty and and just just be just just allow yourself to work at the practice of doing something left like completely out of left field you wouldn't you would never do and and just allow yourself to do that don't don't fall into don't try to avoid falling into your tropes um, the things that you're comfortable doing and and just allow yourself to do something that you wouldn't normally do indulge yourself
1: yeah without
0: right, right a write right a fucking ska song i don't know right right <laughs> right write right the the ultimate king tubby jam, you know I, or <laughs> yeah I don't know. yeah that's how I interpret it
1: yeah cool well, well thanks for
0: the time, karina.
1: my pleasure, Dean and Hopefully please I'll, give Hazel a big hug for me I will say so arkansas we can baby. see you next time
0: yeah man um and hopefully we'll see you next time we come down and we can go surfing yeah
1: i would love that and thank you for for having me like it it means a lot that you
0: thanks for coming you, know, you are the first woman on the show which is yeah! which is something yeah really? which is something that i yeah you yeah i, I should have said yeah. that up front you are the first woman on the show Yay. And it's it's very exciting for me because because I did talk about how I I would like to get as much representation from as many yes. people as possible. Yes, and I've been thinking a lot about um, you know we we need to get some women on the show. So Let's it's it's really great that you did it. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, it was my pleasure. Thank you, Dee. All right. Okay. I'll see you soon. Bye. Okay. Bye.